Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a throwdown Thursday, man. Let's go and get this party started proper. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, bro? Um, in the words of Joe Burrow, better send those refunds. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop a reference to uh, Burrowhead. That's Burrowhead a, Stadium. Yeah, Burrowhead Stadium. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's that's a bold that's a bold choice. That's a bold choice, man. Antagonizing the Chiefs, but you know, look, they've been backing it up, man. The Bengals mm-hmm. have been backing it up, and uh, I know a lot of us have. You know, we were worried about the offensive line. Insert all the other variables we've talked about, but they've gone out and they've handled some business, dude. Bro, and um, I mean, look, damn. Jack Jacksonville was not able to capitalize on Mahomes' injury. And I'm very curious to see what he looks like in this game. And uh, look, they're going to blow some smoke at everybody about how he looks in practice. And maybe it's not as bad as it could be. But once you're on field, you start taking a hit. Somebody else lands on it, aggravates it. You know, mm-hmm. Mahomes is, is in for a tough a tough game because that Bengals defense, man, they're coming, bro. Yes, sir. That, that defensive coordinator, if that guy isn't at the forefront of some of the coaching searches this coming offseason, I mean – Y'all doing it wrong because <laughs> mm-hmm. that dude has done a great job with the Bengals D and the Bengals. You know, it, it's funny. You think about the Chiefs and how many people are intimidated by Kansas City, right? And Mahomes and Arrowhead. You know who isn't? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> they give no Fs, as they like None. to say. None. 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 So uh, they're going to walk in there. and I'm, I'm not saying the, Chief, the, uh, the, the Bengals are going to go in there and win. What I am saying is they're not intimidated in any way, shape, or form by the mystique or the reality of the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is an advantage to them. Period. Yep. It just is. So uh, also, your man Frank Reich, dude, hired by the Panthers. Look at that. I mean, I'm happy for Reich, but I kind of feel for Wilkes, man. I, th- I thought my man had earned that job. Uh, he, it feels like he earned a strong, you know, consideration for that job to get the Panthers to finish six and six and then playoff content. And granted they were in playoff contention because that division sucks Yeah, to be fair, but still they were a dumpster fire. Uh, Wilkes did a good job. I hope if clearly it didn't work out in Carolina, I hope he gets another crack at it elsewhere. Uh, cause he definitely had that team motivated, but it, it, it smells of that rich Basaccia thing with the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Where that team rallied yeah. around and they had a strong finish and he got, they just were just like, Nope. See ya. And it's yeah. just, it's just weird. It's just weird. And I, I think that's unfortunate. They're going to get a lot of negative blowback on that one. And it's not about Frank Reich. It's more about Wilkes and not getting a, not getting a, a fair, sh- what most people will f- feel is not getting a fair shake uh, at that job with that strong finish. Uh, fun factoid, by the way, Frank Reich threw the very first touchdown pass in Panthers franchise history. Ooh, full circle moment. Yeah, yeah. Hakuna, oh. Hakuna Matata, bro. <laughs> 95. Circle of life. Yeah, the circle of life, man. We just need uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Although hanging out with all this lot, there's plenty of Pumbaa, I think. <laughs> You're not wrong. Or, or the emphasis might be on the poo of Pumbaa. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag facts <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh and i'm surprised man i'm surprised to see mark i wasn't sure if you uh, i wasn't sure if you'd be showing up man after that whooping after that beat down the eagles dropped on the your new york football giants but it is good to see you 
I guess you figured. Thanks, sir. I guess you figured you wanted some birthday love from the Brew Crew, huh? Hang with my boys, absolutely. There you yes, go. Sir. All right, let's hit your cue, man. Three, Brew, and. All right, so I am going to say I would imagine the Giants have to keep Danny Dimes. What I'm really curious about is if they're able to keep Saquon Barkley. And if they're going to keep him, what becomes a reasonable contract? And we can't necessarily answer that right now. And uh, we certainly have made the argument before that New York's a great spot uh, because of how marketable you are there. But if he's looking to get paid, I don't know that you can hitch big fat payday on him. And it would be weird to see him leave, for sure. But I don't know. If you had to throw out like a a percentage of, of like realistically how likely it is that he is back with the Giants, where do you where are you pegging it at right now? I'm pegging it pretty high. I really think oh, that he wants to be You're confident. I'm actually pretty confident. I'm I'm gonna give it a sixty percent. Oh, well sixty is not highly confident. It's... I'm not crazy confident. I was, I was gonna start I was gonna go six all right, fuck it, I'll go sixty five. <laughs> Whoa, look out. I know. I'm not going too That's crazy. Quite the jump. <laughs> I think yeah. I'll, 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 pace, I'll pace myself. All right. Uh, so if, basically, you're saying you don't think they'll lowball them and you think they'll make no. an offer, but they're not going to blow up the market for them. Right. I think, I mean, based on what we saw last year, I mean, he he was back to full strength, Saquon, and that, that was wonderful to see. And I think he wants to be there. So I don't know what to expect in terms of how, you know, how much he's expecting? We well, none of us know. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's going to be a lot, a lot of speculation. I've heard a lot um, of a lot of a lot of people mention like four years, 40, 45, somewhere in that zone where it, you know it's not quite McCaffrey money, but it's slotted a little bit under what he's making because it, it right. you know, and I think I think they offered him fourteen, and he t- he said no. Yeah, well, you know, then it's a matter. It's not just the per year; it's also the years. Right. Right. Yeah, it was four years. It was fourteen million over over four a year over four years, which is which is pretty good. Yeah, you know, which is pretty good uh, for in the running back market. And uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure how aggressive other teams will be after him. I'm sure something. You know, there's always some. It only takes one, as they say. It only takes one. (laughs) You know, that's it. So, I I guess the flip side is you could do a, a franchise tag on. Uh, I don't think you need to do the exclusive one. That's that's probably too rich. But I think you could do the franchise tag on on uh, Daniel Jones, and then maybe you do the you know transition tag or whatever on on Barkley. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. So you feel pretty good. That feel pretty good. I, I mean, I, okay. I I absolutely won there. I mean, I I was thrilled to see what he got back to this past year. Yeah. And you know, certainly if you want to take what they did this past year and build on it, I mean, it was, you know, Jones coming into his own uh, and, you know, Saquon being back to full strength. And so you don't right. want to see those go by the wayside and have to, you know, uh, start okay. start there from scratch again. So, you know, I, I want to see them be able to build up wide receivers. Well, I mean, they're, they're not, um, not going to walk away from both. It's just a matter of, sure, you know. But it, I will say I think Jones had the opportunity to kind of cement a long-term contract, and I don't no, whether it's fair or not, look, I mean, the, the, the Eagles outclassed them, right? They, they, that was a different weight class, if you will. So they got handled. But I don't know how reflective that is of, of Jones other than he had some real struggle bus moments in that game. For the life of me, I can't figure out why he didn't just throw it away and he ran out of bounds with the ball for a long That was weird. Um, yeah. So we had a couple of moments that you're like, head scratching. Seriously, bro? Uh, but they, you know, I mean, they, they just, it was, I mean, the Phillies just a better team. 
is yeah. what it is. So you got to clean up the, some of the stuff in the trenches. You got to clean up issues with the wide receivers. But you know that game felt like uh, that was a great opportunity for Jones to really say, "I'm the answer." And I don't know if we got that. I, like I think Jones is good. The question is if he's just good, or if he's more than yeah. that. Because it's hard to pay. I mean, we're we're in like forty million plus land for a lot of these quarterbacks, and it's hard to like. I don't. I don't know how you look at him with what just happened and go, I'm comfortable with that. So it seems like you, you kind of do this one more year and you kind of see, unless he's going to be really reasonable. But I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough end. Tough end. One, tough more, year, end, tough one, end. one, one more year at reasonable rate would, would, would make sense to me because yeah. I, I I like him. I just I don't love him. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm impressed by what he did this past year. And, and I think there was just a massive talent discrepancy against the Eagles. And we kind of knew that. And I, I said everything leading up to it. That's, you know, the one thing the Giants couldn't couldn't escape from would be a, a shootout. And you go down 28 nothing at halftime. Well, that, that just yeah. can't happen. I mean, that, it's, just, it's just obviously. Well, I mean, there, there was played. there was one team shooting and one team out. That's, I don't think that's yeah. quite the shootout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was not good. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I know we'll get into the game. I, yeah, I, all will. I'll say is I, I, I um, <laughs> they extremely surpassed my expectations for the season. So I was disappointed from the standpoint that, you know, there just wasn't anything enjoyable about watching that game no. for myself, for not, neutral fans, for anybody, for unless, fans. You're, unless, you're, unless you're an Eagles fan. Eagles fans um, were happy. Yeah, so <laughs> that from that standpoint, it was disappointing. But I, I have to also look at it subjectively and be like, the Giants. I, I I didn't think they were going to sniff the playoff this year. I thought they would probably be a six and ten team. And so the fact that they did what they did, they got in the playoffs, they won the first rounds. You know, I, I, I'm 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 pretty damn satisfied well, with how the season went. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't quite get all the the fluffed up fraudulent Vikings victories, but yeah, yeah, it, it's a tough. I mean, and the reality is, there's, there's only like one one team and one fan base that at the end of the year is, is absolutely hundred percent like, hell yeah. You know, yeah. you can feel good about your team's direction. You can be like, Oh, we had a better season than I thought, but there's only one Whoa. team at the end of the day and one fan base. It's like, damn right, dude, victors, right. you know? So it, it's tough. And this, we're at the time of year where man, it, I tell you, if you have some flaws, a good opponent exposes them. You know, and it just and injuries are brutal, man. Look at look at Pollard with the Cowboys. That really hurt them against the Niners. They really needed his uh, explosiveness. And you know, yeah. I like C.D. Lamb a lot, but they missed Pollard, man. They missed him so much. And then obviously the Mahomes injury is an issue. So you know, th- those things are. This is again this time of year, man. It's just it's just tough. If it, somebody gets knocked out, you lose a player. You know it, that there's these fine competitive lines between some of these teams. And losing just that little extra burst or that little bit of extra of a playmaker or whatever, that's your line of demarcation. You know what I mean? It's it's just it can be really brutal. And the end comes, you know, it's like that commercial life comes at you fast. You know, like <laughs> right. the, the end of football, it comes at you really fast sometimes, man. It's <laughs> yeah, rough. It it's rough, dude. That is for sure. Anyway, let's go and get Randy up in here since we're talking a little bit about the Niners. Bro. Are you ready for this, which I believe is shaping up to be an absolutely epic NFC championship game, man? Yeah, no. I am, I, I'm definitely not ready for it. Uh, it's. Uh, it, I know we're going to get into the game, so yeah. I'll actually give you a little bit of a story. So, oh. wild card round, I'm, you know, I wear my jersey over my buddy Wes's, watch the game, come home, I forget to wash the jersey, and I'm like, mm. oh shit, the divisional round's starting. Throw the jersey on, 
and we you know go over there and watch it again and we end up winning and i'm like well shit i can't wash it now i gotta wait to see what happens this weekend <laughs> not shaven didn't wash the jersey so it's you got, like you have playoff beard and playoff funk is what you're telling me pretty much yeah there you go there you go all right well depending on how the rest of the uh you know playoffs go if you're funk if your funk jersey and playoff beard deliver, then we'll Bulls intro your jersey. And so we'll have Shannon do it. <laughs> I, I don't know what Shannon will yeah. say. I don't know what Shannon will say, but we'll have, we'll, but if, if well, we'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah. I, I got to work on that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a doer, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right. That's your home. Doer. You hardly but, even know her. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but like oh, I said last oh, week, in the West... front, look her in the rear. <laughs> uh, like I said, I know I made a comment about still being friends after this game, and we are. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't kill each other. That's good. So even he told me he's like, I didn't expect us to win. I expect us to do exactly what we did and fuck it up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fun time for me, and obviously not for him. So no, I, I, but if there's any perfect soundbite for for Dallas these past two seasons, man, how do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? <laughs> I mean, it's actual footage from Jerry Jones in a that's, that's Micah. That's Micah Parsons shooting back, by the way. I mean, oh, I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I mean, you know, we, I, I grew up NFC East. I grew up with the uh, big Redskins fan, and and everybody. If you listen to the podcast or know me personally, you know that I that you know I I, I grew up with the Redskins and the Packers, but. You got a lot of NFC East ties, right? So we're we're in Richmond, Virginia, uh, and other than that weird outlier time where the Arizona Cardinals were, it's still weird to think they were ever part of the NFC East. It's so strange to me. But you know, all the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Redskins, er, Commanders, the Giants. I mean, it's just a lot of great rivalries, and you know, the eighties and were, were incredible. And you still had the you know the Cowboys in the early nineties. I mean, the division hasn't been what it was, but there's a legacy there. Right. There's just a legacy there. And, um, you know, Dallas is what Dallas is. And the media loves them. They get a lot of stories. They get an excessive amount of coverage. And it's I don't. It's just one of those teams that for whatever reason. And there's so many. I mean, you can go anywhere and find a Cowboys fan. Right. Like there's a couple of teams that you could travel the entire world. And somehow, some way you'll cross paths with like a Steelers fan a Browns fan, Packers fan, <laughs> a Packers fan. You know, you can find Bears fan. I mean, there's just there's you know there are just certain franchises that those fans the fans are just everywhere. Um, though that being said, there's also a couple of fan bases that have this weird Schadenfreude, you know, whatever kind of thing, man. And and people relish and just enjoy the fail. And there's something that a lot of it, it's so strange to me, dude. Uh, the level of appreciation for Cowboys meltdowns and, and failures is one of the most entertaining things on the internet. I mean, my God. The, I, I loved like the memes where they had like the line of, uh, it was like a Walmart and there's a lot of people and it said Cowboys fans waiting to buy a new TV. Because <laughs> they had all these videos where people are smashing their TVs. Now look, there was a point where I absolutely believe somebody legitimately smashed a TV, right? But TVs are so cheap now, and I mean, you can pick them up for peanuts. You got an old one, whatever. And now people just—they're all these dumb reaction videos. And you got dudes with trucks driving over it, and people punching it. I mean, it's just—it's just, it's just a, there's a lot of garbage with it. But there are a few that you watch, and you genuinely believe that that person lost their shit and broke their TV. Uh, not most of them. 
And you also have that stage nonsense with like uh, Skip Bayless throwing his Dak jersey, and that it was so staged. So um, dumb. So it, it was very dumb. But I mean, it's Skip Bayless, so of course he gets a bunch of clicks and a bunch of people watch it. And Whitfield goes, "Oh, that's so funny." Um, <laughs> but no, Stephen A's funny. Well, it, yeah, I liked him calling Shaq. Now that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> when he FaceTimed Shaq. That was hilarious. That I appreciated. But uh, Skips was just so forced. But he gets a lot of clicks. But I, there are a few teams where I think people just relish their failure, right, more than Dallas. And it, I think it, all of us here, right here in this room, it's, do. It's fascinating. Well, I, yes. And again, you know, we all grew up in kind of NFC East zone. I mean, Mark's a Giants fan. Uh, Randy's a 49ers fan, but you're still embroiled. You were East Coast. I mean, you know, Syracuse. Uh, now you're down in, in Virginia. Maybe Shannon's the only one that didn't really have a lot of NFC East stuff. But, you know, it's just we're here. And it's just it's just one of those teams and one of those fan bases that, you know, people eat it up, man. I mean, they are clickbait machines. Media coverage is there. And just and people just really enjoy the meltdowns. And... The thing that's crazy about it is they have found a way to give you the meltdown that all the haters deserve. <laughs> like, right? All the haters want. Like, last year, stupidity. This year against the 49ers again, stupidity. And you're just like watching his last play like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and that look, I, like, I mean, it's like they wrapped up the, the Colts fake punt of fail, the Jim Zorn era Redskins swinging gate debacle with, I mean, it was just all wrapped up into this just gigantic bag of suck. Watching Zeke just get leveled. You know, I mean, it was just the whole thing was, you just need the Benny Hill. Where's that? What is that Benny Hill thing? Benny Hill, yes. Yeah, there's two songs. Was Yackety it Yackety Sax? Sax? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yackety Sax. We, we need two things. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of Dallas, it was Yakety Sucks, but you know. Yeah, that's oh. So, this is very appropriate. Yakety Sucks, you know. That whole last series was Yakety Sucks, for sure. <laughs> very, very for sure. True. What so, are we doing? <laughs> you go that way, you go that way, I go that way. You go Who that way. does uh, that? Who has time? <laughs> exactly. I mean, what, what do they think they're going to be out there? Playing some. Potato, 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 Come on, man. Like, what the hell? Man, they even piled on Zach. They had the story, and the headlines were like, oh, you know, Zach and his girlfriend broke up. She knew she wasn't getting a ring. I'm just like, dude. Oh. <laughs> and it's, just, it's low-hanging fruit in this 30. I think they actually broke up several months ago, and the news just came out. But, you know, again, people are just quick to jump on it. Uh, but that that song, Yakety Sax, is 100% relevant. And then the other one that just feels entirely appropriate. It's just yes. straight-up Sanford and Son, dude. <laughs> just trash, man. Just trash. I mean, <laughs> straight trash, homie. Straight, straight trash, straight, homie. Straight, straight trash, that, homie. Dude, Zeke got his ass blown up. Whoever caught that pass got blown the f up. I mean, yeah, they got leveled. Good I, lord. I don't, you can try to explain what the you know ideal scenario is for that play. Whatever the ideal scenario is, that wasn't it. The ideal scenario <laughs> is Schultz get two feet in bounds. 
to give them a chance at the Hail Mary, not that shit. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean that last you're series, a professional, bro. Come like, on, man. Well, now look, I, I will say I, I don't like. It's strange to me that, like, uh, on that last series, Schultz goes out of bounds, right? But because he's not going forward, the clock doesn't stop. Now, you can right. say, hey, he should fight through it so that he's trying to go forward, and I 100% agree with you. That's still a, a weird idiosyncrasy of that rule. You know what I'm saying? Like, he goes out of bounds. He has control. He's the one that chooses to go out of bounds, but because he wasn't moving forward when he went out of bounds, the clock runs. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, one of those weird things. Now, he's in the wrong, and he should know better, right? He should know better. He should know that i got to be moving forward to stop this damn clock. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I, like, I think that's a bad rule. Now, I mean, if somebody's running 15 yards backwards, okay, fine. But, you know, so that's tough. But they had several things in that last series. It just it was not meant to be. And that last play was a complete yakety sucks. Sanford and Son debacle of fail. It was atrocious. And it was hilarious. And the roasting on the interwebs was fast, ruthless, and immediate. And our own chat was, of course, dominated by Cowboys memes. Multiple chats, by the way, were dominated by Cowboys memes and our just sheer laughter at that whole uh, meltdown. I mean, if I take fandom out of it, I feel empathetic on some level because it's it's brutal to go out that way. And it sucks that they lost Pollard. But injuries happen in football, man. You can't control for all that. Yeah, but you, you but just in the- that's your that's how you go out. 12 points. That's how you Come go on, out. Man. You punt. You punt. You punt, and you got lucky because Elijah Mitchell ran out of bounds. Or, excuse me, did not run out of bounds, and you, you end up getting the ball back. Good for you, but that's what you do. I don't know, man. I didn't like how they handled it in a game. Didn't like it last year. Didn't like it this year. And to me, it's clear. You know, Dallas had opportunities in that game. They had several. That just in the in the clutch moments, man, something happens to uh, McCarthy teams and Dak Prescott. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It just does, man. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. But the track record is there. Who was mm-hmm. it? Was it Amari? Who was it that called Dak the Black Kirk Cousins? Do y'all remember? Was that Amari Cooper? That might yes. have been Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's why was. he got traded. After he got, yeah, it was either before. Did he yeah. say before he got traded or after he got I would, traded? We'd have to look up the timing. But it was, I, I just remember when somebody said that, I was like, damn, dude, that's cold. Particularly it's a teammate, oh. right? But the more you get away from it, you go, maybe he is, right? Where they're good and they're statistically productive and you can win with them. But when you get into situations that they have to elevate the team and carry the team, it's it's a little hit or miss, you know? Uh, I think that game was more along the lines. Dallas lost that game. San Francisco didn't win it. They had so – they had – I mean, if you looked, there was like four or five separate opportunities. Dallas could have done something. Well, they were yeah, moving the ball, boom, something. That's, you that's know. better what it could have. I know. I know. But, I mean, but I mean, when Power went out, he, I knew it was over. It wasn't like Zeke was going to be like, let me go say it right. Let me go save the team and start running. Hell no. At no. some point when you're getting paid like Dak is, you got to produce – Right. Not, right. You, you, he has to put that te- – at some point you got to put that team on your shoulders and win a game. It's ninety-five be, million in two years. You got to be that dude, and he yeah. was not that. He, dude. he was not. He was not that dude. And put, when the, I mean, it's like Kirk. He's a black Kirk Cousins. When the light shines but, brightest, he folds. 
But let's let's give credit where credit's due to that San Francisco defense. So I'm not saying they're not. I mean, boys they did what we expected. It. Yeah, they did. What we expected. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we getting feisty up in here. Wow. How about that? Did we get Did we All get right. Whitfield in yet? No, we, he's no, no. Here you go. <laughs> he said, "Fuck no." Here you go. <laughs> what up, bro? The one that didn't get the fantasy I, I, I didn't fail get horn. this week. Yes, 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 yes. Salutations, salutations. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all you got. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Usually, you like ask me a question. Like everybody else, you prepped with a question. <laughs> you're like, you're like greetings. <laughs> you know, and salutations. Like, you're like greetings and salutations. I mean, yes. You say something about. Uh, um, Randy about the 49ers, Marcus <laughs> Giants, get against Frank Wright, and I don't get shit. <laughs> well, exactly what have the Packers done this past week other than trade rumors of Rogers at this yeah. point? Yeah. Well, yeah, so Rogers going to be a Jet next year. There you no. go. There's your damn question. No. No. Well, that that's going to be the popular rumor. Okay, so, all right, fine. So, realistically, if, if, if... If he gets traded, where do you think he ends up? Most likely, you can you can have two teams that you, you think, but realistically, and we don't a hundred percent know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously. So it's all speculation. But the Jets hire Hackett, uh, obviously has worked with Rodgers before. Um, you've got an ownership group that they clearly know they need a quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson ain't it unless you're you know just looking for the milf missile. Um, and you know Mike White had his moments, but. You know, I mean, come on, dude. That's a, great, that, that's a team with a great defense and some nice young offensive pieces. Great media market, and they've got money, and they've got money, so they can be they can be aggressive. And it would it would be very aggressive to trade for Rodgers. It would be so funny, given the parallels with Rodgers and Favre, if Rodgers ended up with the Jets. Though uh-huh. I will say this, man, like Rodgers can be a little prickly, <laughs> a little, uh, a little prickly. You know, the thing with Green Bay, that's a small a small market, right? You don't have a hostile press in Green Bay, right? You don't. You do have a hostile press in New York mm-hmm. <laughs> and in Philly. You know, that that's a big that's a big ass media market and they're not afraid to go at you. They're not afraid to call you out. They're not afraid to give you grief. Right? That's tough. So I don't know if he really – I don't know if that's a great fit. And we can joke. I thought I think somebody said uh, – and I'm going to forget how to pronounce that. Iahoskiu, I forget how to say it again. Whatever, that hallucinogenic stuff. Somebody said there's a clinic with – or a, you know, you can get that within an hour to hour and a half of New York City. I was like, oh, hey. But I, I don't is – that, is that a good fit? Right? I mean, that, that's tough. If Hackett's there, it's, I mean, he got his two MVPs. Uh, last two MVPs, Hacker was the OC. I hear you. I, I um, think that's a Robert Sala. Can he and Aaron Rodgers coexist? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's going to be year three. He needs to get them to the playoffs. But the problem is, is Rodgers is going to go in and think he's the savior and he can do whatever he wants. But Sala's trying to mold that team into his way of doing things. Like they 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 were on a project, you know, they were 
on a trajectory to get to the playoffs, but they just missed it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. Look at look, if they had gotten to the playoffs, were they were they going anywhere? Uh, they were going home. Uh, correct. They All were right, going and home. So you, you damn <laughs> they weren't staying. No, but they you, had to go. You damn well know if they had gotten to the play- playoffs, with playoffs, that current quarterback room, they weren't making. They weren't going anywhere. You Not might dark. you might steal a game, maybe. Maybe, maybe, uh, depending on the matchup. But you're not going any any, any further than that. I mean, not, not, not on any of those division winners. No, no. I mean, not not unless like that defense is Ravens era like epic. <laughs> that, you know, the, yeah, that's the only way. Because I mean, and, and maybe they grow you know, to that, but they might, not yet. But they're they're not there yet. Not so, there yet. I, you know, I don't know. I, you're going to see lots of different things get thrown out there. Um, the the speculation about the Patriots is kind of funny. Um, yeah, that would. I, I'm sure Lindy would love that. Uh, oh God, I would roast him every day. We'd, we'd, we'd have to all go in. We'd and, have to have him on a podcast. We'd, we'd have one. to go all in and, and get him a um, an Aaron Rodgers Patriots jersey or something. Um, <laughs> that, would, that would be there's great. There's two other teams I, I, I've and, thought of. Well, you know, and Vegas gets brought up a lot because, of course, Devontae's there. So it's interesting. Anyway, what are the two teams that? Either you're telling me you're hearing a lot about, or you think are interesting landing spots. Tennessee, <sighs> running back, offensive line, older running he's back. He's receive. Still has um, an older running back, but if still they had AJ Brown, the got some tread on the tires a little bit. Got some tread on tires. Robert Woods is a good receiver. Uh, Traylon Burks is coming. Decent tight end, good defense, not a great secondary. The other one, mm-hmm. Shannon. Another stopgap. <laughs> can 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 they get a head coach first? Just not the Miko <laughs> Ryan's. Just not Jeff Saturday, please. If Jeff <laughs> Saturday becomes a head coach, I might be putting my fandom up for sale and looking for a new team. Hey, like, you know, I, you can I always- lo- look. I love Jeff Saturday. I think he's a great dude. He's just not a head coach guy. He just isn't. I like the guy. I have no issues with him as a man. You, you just not my coach, bro. Come on, why are you hating on on my boy Jeff Saturday like that, bro? Come on. I ain't hating. On, I don't hate the man. I just don't want him to be the coach. Look, all right, that team was sucking under Frank Reich and sucked under Jeff Saturday. All right, like, there, there's there's Frank Reich's decent coach. Like, yeah, come on. Well, so we believed. So we believed. I don't know. Now you have to wonder how much of that was Doug Peterson in Philly versus Frank Reich, the way we saw Jacksonville. I, I, you know, it, there's multiple components, man. And um, Frank Reich has done good things before. Doug Peterson has done good things before. Uh, clearly, he's done good work in Jacksonville with Lawrence. And it's still incredible to think of the turnaround for the Jags from last year to this year and the disaster of Bourbon Meyer. And, um, I mean, they're, they're a fumble away from really threatening the, the Chiefs in that game. You know what I mean? If Agnew just holds onto that damn ball inside Bro. the five, dude. Oh Come my God. on, man. You know, they score there. It's 27-24, you know, and they got momentum, and you got to beat up Mahomes. I mean, whoo. So, uh, you know, they've done a great job, but you, you got to you, – you it's not just one year, you know. That's the thing for like Dayball with the Giants, man. They had a good year, right? Mm-hmm. But, but what happens next? 
How do you, Cleveland how do you, had a good year a couple of years ago, and what have they done since? Nothing. Like, nothing. Nothing, except uh, they, they've overpaid for, you know, a quarterback and a whole bunch of tallies. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Happy Ending Cafe. I mean, I don't know. So some of it's roster management, some of it's roster building, some of it's whatever. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to truly have a sense for what Saturday did in Indy. And the joke has been that their mission was to lose, right? Yeah. I mean, at some point in the season, you you fire Frank Reich. The Colts, they knew they weren't going anywhere. So you didn't want Matt Ryan to get hurt because you have your injury guarantee. And you want to be one of the worst teams, so you got a better pick. They accomplished that. So Jeff Saturday may have been successful for the right, wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but it, it feels it feels weird to think that he would be the coach next year. It does feel weird. I I saw an article today that said apparently he's still um, Ursay's favorite, and I'm like, why? He's probably a yes man in terms of what no, Ursay no. says goes. Now, I'm talking about whatever Ursay wants. He's probably like, okay. Yeah. No. I mean, no. I don't, it, I don't know that I agree with that. Well, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out how he made it past the first round of uh, the interview. It's just I'm like watching how that team played. The first game they responded, but then after that, it was just meh. Well, I mean, they knew they were on the Buttsuck Express. How, how motivated they, they, they had they, chances a lot of times, and they just pissed it away. Uh, I mean, you know, the guy at the end of the Houston game jumped too early. Mm. <laughs> he jumped too early. Shannon going all Dr. Evil over here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. I mistimed my jump to yeah. not give them the first overall pick. Yeah. Well, darn it. I, I, I don't know. Um, perhaps the better question in this particular context, I know we would talk about this for as long as we have, but the better question is well, what direction do you want them to go? If it's not Saturday, right, who do you want and who's gettable? Because who do you want may not be the same thing as who do you think they have a realistic shot of getting. Well, clearly, the Ryans. clearly it's not Dan Quinn because he's staying put in Dallas mm-hmm. uh, per his, him today. I clear. I would like D'Amico Ryans or I would like Eric Bieniemy. Those are my top two. Bieniemy's not an offensive coordinator. I need a marriage. Entitle, entitle, entitle. Here he is. I'm sorry. I, I need a marriage between quarterback and head coach. I, I need that to work one way or the other. The defense in Indy is good, and I know D'Amico Ryan's can go off of that. See, I, I would say, I would say this: that they need an attitude higher, right? You think of identity, right? Culture building and identity. To me, Indianapolis needs that. Right to write the ship and imprint an attitude and an identity on the team. That's why I find like D'Amico Ryan's fascinating. Because number one, I mean, he obviously has the chops as a player, right? right? And he's done a a, a fine, a, certainly what most people consider to be an excellent job with San Francisco. Hell now, of a job, are you now, kidding me? Is that a yeah. talented team? The answer is yes, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, he's got a hand in shaping that culture and that attitude. Right. And I think his energy on the sideline, I think that's reflected in those players. So 
that has to me is interesting upside. Doesn't mean he'll be a good head coach, but I would I would be more willing to shoot my shot with that, right? If I want somebody younger coming in to really, you know, like that to me feels like an assertive, bold move with nice well, upside. And that's the thing. Like at first he wants former players. The enemy and Domingo Rands are both former players. I'm not but, sold on the enemy. Like I, I think that was a fun point of conjecture a couple of seasons ago. I just. I don't know, man. I'm I'm more curious about him now than anything else. I just whether he missed his window or if he's one of these guys that um, I'm just saying, is, like is no time to kill, and they didn't mean to miss a beat. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll I, see. I prefer Demico Ryan's. Ursa needs to make time to interview him, even though he canceled on him last week. He needs to make. That's probably time. a bad sign. <laughs> well, he canceled on us and the Cardinals because he wanted to focus. Everybody on the should game. cancel on the Cardinals, dude. That, well, everybody, everybody is, should cancel. What's scary is <laughs> every longest the longest this takes, the better it favors Saturday. It could. I mean, they, they might be. A, yeah, I mean, depending on who they want, who they can interview. I mean, it's just that's a tough spot. I really think they're like, if we can't just get this guy, this guy. Where to go with well, Jeff? You I know, think that's essentially how this. It, it how might say seeing it. Yeah, it might be one of those kind of le- relative lame duck scenarios. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it could be, but that's that's tough. That can be really hard to accept. So, mm-hmm. well, that was fascinating, and apparently, we need to shift gears. <laughs> <laughs> probably we, not a bad idea. Probably not a yeah. bad call. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, somewhere I belong. Yeah, that's ought to be the theme theme song for some of these coaching searches, for sure. I'm gonna take a sip, man. I need that after listening to y'all talk about the Colts. Dear God. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. <sighs> Jeff Saturday said our coach. I can see the banner going up right now. <laughs> right now. You know what? Let's let's get to some games, man. We dance let's around a lot that. of topics. Let's get to some games, dude. That's what we got to do. Let's do it, man. I will say this. Uh, I loved Wild Card Weekend other than Monday. Monday was a shit show, right? But the Wild Card Weekend was great. And I really think that we had a lot of buildup and a lot of anticipation for what the divisional round was going to be. And on the whole, I don't know that we got that, right? I mean, the Eagles curb stomped the Giants. Cowboys Niners was competitive sort of ugly but competitive mm. the bills seem to just be sleepwalking i mean they had a couple of moments in that game where you said okay okay all right maybe maybe they're gonna turn this on maybe they're gonna get going but they didn't it just, i just i don't know that any of the games ended up really living up to the expectations of what we thought they were going to be well so- I mean, if you want to start in order, we can start with Chiefs-Jaguars because the Jaguars, I personally felt like they left so much potential out on the field. They did. That was probably the that, most that was just, entertainingly competitive game right? that we got. And that's, I would imagine most people going into that figured Kansas City would just run them off the field. At, and, I mean, at Burrowhead Stadium, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, that game, I mean, the end result is probably how people thought it would go, but like how it got there, I don't think anybody really thought that's how no. it was going to get there. Yeah, well, you figure 
you know, and this game is skewed obviously because of the of the Mahomes injury. Right. You know, they the Chiefs open up with a 12 play, 83 yard drive. You know, and of course it's a drive with a touchdown from Mahomes to Kelsey. Shocker! But yeah, Mahomes shocker. is out there doing those jump passes, man. You yeah, know, seven zero. But then the Jags respond, dude. You get a big kick return by Agnew. They they cap off a drive with a touchdown from Lawrence to uh, Christian Kirk, seven seven. Like you're going, all right, all right, maybe we got something here. And then mm-hmm. Mahomes gets brought down, injures the ankle off to the locker room. I, obviously, he got feisty on the sideline about some stuff. I get that, but you know, he, he, <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. And always remember that anything is possible. So if you have a if you have a good backup, so bro. Uh, yeah, whoa, bro. I'm just saying, like, how awesome is that? Like, if if your dude gets hurt, you got a guy, a veteran that comes in and can lead you on a 98 yard touchdown drive. Yeah, that that's pretty clutch. A drive starting at the two, bro. I mean, that's the one where Jacksonville has to be kicking themselves because. You know, you had a chance at an interception. Two guys collide. I mean, I'm not going to fault guys for hustling. No, but if if you just look up and at you see your teammates right there, let them take it. Um, but I'll never fault guys for hustling, working their butts off to try to you know make make something happen. But that was a hell of a drive. By Henny, man. It was. And, you know, Pacheco popped off a nice big run. And, mm-hmm. you know, drive culminates in a goal line, essentially a, a Henny touchdown pass to, of course, Kelsey. Right. <laughs> of course, it's by Kelsey. The, He's like, hey, man, I know how this play goes. <laughs> by the way, um, the growth of Pachinko, man, like, he's a rookie, but that kid is just like, F it, dude. I'm just going to run over you, through you. I don't care. That yeah, kid is physical. Has had some nice moments for sure. I mean, that's a seventh round pick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, so it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm like, oh, it's, I don't want to jump in on that yet. But you're right. But how you many, know. like, how many teams are kicking themselves right now over Brock uh, Purdy? A hell of a lot. Or, or even Pachenko, like, or. Well, I mean, the the Pacheco thing is is another reminder that you can find really good running back value in different areas. Yeah, quarterbacks, it's a lot harder. I mean, you know, every once in a while you get something fluky, and Brock Purdy, it's not fair to him, right? But it feels like okay. Well, they got lucky as hell. I think the the bigger question is, what did all these people miss with Brock Purdy? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did he go that far? If he's if he looks this good, and yeah, we're going to say, hey, the 49ers are a good team. It's They've got this, they got that, they got Debo, they got Shanahan, blah, 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 blah. You still got to do it. So, and, and you think of some of these quarterbacks that get taken and look grotesquely incompetent. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, it's crazy. So, so, coaching matters. matters. Go ahead, of course Randy. it does. I was, was going to say, when you look at – you got to remember, a lot of these – scouts and whatnot they go off of these reports about what how, what the players you know strengths and weaknesses are and i remember purdy's like he you know like doesn't release the ball quickly you know doesn't have the best vision it's, it's like there's just these little things that co- like shannon said coaching you know get you can work through it it's just one of that's and we've also known that shanahan is a good enough coach that if he just sees these little things that he knows that during the season Purdy can work through, you know, 
it's a it's a steal in the draft. I mean, hell, he's one of the three finalists for the offensive rookie of the year this year after his that, performance. And, he, and, he, and let's look at Daniel be. Jones. Coaching matters. Exactly. Coaching sure. freaking he, matters. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence this year. The 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 stark contrast from oh last year to this gosh, year. Huge, yes. huge, huge, huge difference with the team. So yeah, yeah all of those things are, are relevant, but it, it does you know, Trevor Lawrence, of course, I mean, well, the first pick in the draft. Right. And Daniel Jones was number six. Your expectations so. are very different for those guys. Right. <clears throat> and I think Brock Purdy is listed at six one. I don't know how tall he actually is, but Pretty sure he's listed at six. Where was he? Iowa State? Yes. So, and I think it's uh, pretty neat. I was trying to find the article. I think it's pretty cool. I know we had, are interrupting our, our Chiefs-Jaguars conversation here. Um, I think it's fascinating that he played Jalen Hurts when he was at Oklahoma. Which is cool shit. And they had a barn burner. It's like It's like the college rubber match. Who knew? And that basically the game ended him on throwing a pick and on the two point attempt to go for the win. Yeah, wow. yeah, they they lost they lost on a failed two point conversion because he threw a pick. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Let's see, Purdy had five passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Good lord! Fourth quarter, Iowa State scored three touchdowns. Woo wee, buddy! Jalen Hurts obviously had he had he threw for three, ran for two more in the first half. I mean that's uh yeah, forty two forty one barn burner. Iowa State. But I mean, like, you know, you're talking about these things where the scout says, well, I mean, like, how good was Iowa State? <laughs> like right? It's not like he was chilling in Alabama or Georgia. I mean, they'll make a they probably made a bowl game, but they were I think five hundred or a little bit above. I mean. But I mean, the thing with Purdy is he was a four-year starter at Iowa State, yeah. and he like has all their passing records. So he clearly played at a high enough level while he was there. Well, you you know, and I know this is kind of a a, a, a small sample size here, but it's fascinating to think of the contrast between Trey Lance, right, and Brock Purdy, for what they paid for both from a, a draft capital standpoint, the expectations for both. But then you think about what they actually did, right? There's the raw physical talent that intrigued everybody with Trey. And, you know, I mean, fascinating dude. But what did he play like? How many college games did he legitimately play? Like six or <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what is that? You know, and he might end up being a good quarterback. But, you know, Brock Purdy's a guy that cut his teeth for years. And carries himself really well. You hear lots of really positive things about him. So, and it makes a difference. If your team believes in you, if your teammates believe in you, huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah, I mean, and and Heine, I mean, Heine, Heine, that's one of those guys. You're not you're not looking at Taylor Heineke and you're going, yeah, dude, great arm. You know, great size. No, but he has heart. He has hustle. He has moxie. Those things matter. So, but it, there's an attitude, and and I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see, obviously, how the rest of the season plays out for Purdy. Uh, it's a big test with Philadelphia and that defense on a hostile road environment. But I don't know. It's going to tell us a lot, and I, I would imagine that he is the starter going into next season. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how could he not be? Garoppolo is going to be gone, and to me, Trey Lance had he would have to take the job from Purdy. Right, even yeah. if they have a competition, family present, even if they have a competition, I mean, it feels like that's like that has morphed in the Purdy's team. 
Like Lance had opportunities, and it never it, it it just it didn't feel like it had meshed there yet. Maybe it would have gotten there had he not gotten hurt and stayed healthy. Who knows? All right, we don't we don't get to you know sample that both ways, right? But I mean, what Purdy's done is incredible. And the thing is, you're going to think of these outlier scenarios. You think of guys that were discounted that got a crack at it, and you don't know if it's a flash in the pan. The only thing that tells you that is time and more seasons. But you think of Kurt, like Kurt Warner is a great parallel, right? Because that dude, that dude could ball, right? Oh yeah. And if you, if you could go back and all these teams, if you could go back and redraft, you know, insert whatever it is, you know, and have a crack at some of these players, of course they're valued differently. But being discounted is also part of what motivates some of these guys. You don't think being discounted, you know. You don't think that hasn't like super motivated Jalen Hurts to prove everybody wrong, right? I mean, he got, I would argue, relatively disrespected, right, in college, man. He yeah. Did, he did a hell of a job. How many times did he get replaced? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And we can talk about injuries. Wow. We can talk about injuries, and that's part of the equation. But he goes to Oklahoma, you know, to finish his career. I mean, and then, you know, he had a tough adjustment to the NFL, and look! Look how far he's come in a couple of years. That guy has a great attitude, and he works his. You can tell he works his ass off. You can tell him he's strong as a madman. Oh yeah, um, I mean he could he could, he could <laughs> leg press a house. Sure, ridiculous. But I mean it's just uh, it, you know there's there's ad, there's all these variables in play, and sometimes people do get really caught up in the arm, the size, the metrics. And I'm not saying that doesn't matter, but sometimes they miss some of the most. You know, th- these things, these intangible differences that really separate right. out some of these football players. Jalen Hurts yeah. has those qualities. Now, he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, you know. Brock Purdy has some of these qualities. It doesn't, maybe this is just a flash in the pan and next year he's mediocre as hell. Who knows? Tom will answer that. But you got to love, if you want an underdog story, now, the 49ers, I don't think most people would look at the 49ers and say they're underdogs, but you'd look at Brock Purdy and say he's an underdog, right? right? Uh, for him to come in, that's a great story. And we just we lost the Bills story. That was the one that everybody was kind of pulling for. Well, that's done now. So uh, when you look at the league, if, if you're not attached to these teams, you want a story. Jalen Hurts is a great story. Brock Purdy is a great story. Joe Burrow is badass, right? And then you got... You know, I don't know how if maybe people are tired of Mahomes and the Chiefs. I don't know if they're there yet, uh, but him being able to rebound from the injury would be great. But it, I don't. There's a lot of compelling storylines, man. Yeah, and I, I know I know you with with uh, with with your job. You you see a lot of, of TikTok stuff. I don't know if you've seen, but I, I love it. It seems like the the women of TikTok they all want the Bengals because they're all thirsty as hell for, uh, for uh, Burrow. Yes. There's a lot <laughs> of Burrow. They, 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 they let to call him, call him Joe, Joe, Joe Shasty. Yeah, um, that's who they want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> burrow uh, thirst is real. They want they want him very... to burrow them. Is kind of how that goes. <laughs> 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 that, that, that they do. Um, they're thirsty. Yeah, they're thirsty and trashy on TikTok, buddy. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I was just gonna echo. I mean, I think I think that uh, you make a lot of great points, and I was just gonna say that. Uh, there's something to be said that I don't think enough people think about. I mean, it also, I think there's so much to be said for these quarterbacks who are, you know, trying to come into their own, um, as, as Hertz was. And, 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 and certainly, you know, obviously pretty, you know, got, got thrust in there, but like little expectations 
I think so much has to do with when their teammates back them up and believe them. And like, truly, yes. like they, they seem like they're somebody who's really got the support and the backing of the rest of their team. Yes. I think we've certainly seen scenarios where that doesn't seem to be the case, but uh, I, I love some of these videos I've seen of Kittle. Kittle has always clearly been, you know, hugely hyping birdie, birdie up and, yeah. and, and supporting him. I think Hertz absolutely has the support of that, that Eagles team. And, you know, obviously it's not everything, but I think that means a whole, whole lot when the rest of your it team does. really wants to go to bat for you. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that I can argue that these aren't the best two teams in the NFC that are facing off in this championship, you know, weekend. They they absolutely are. And um no, be a hell we of a game. We didn't get short shrift and I think if I I could swear I read that this is like uh one of the toughest um like point spread and like gambling things from oh, it, the fourteen to like all over the place. Yeah, because it, it's so tight. There's not anybody that's oh, yeah. like like really favored. Now, granted, the, the lines have moved, and I want to say this is the first time Mahomes in the playoffs isn't favored or something like that, um, which is kind of fascinating to think about, or maybe like at home or whatever. I'm sure there's some variables in play here because I I I don't bet. I leave all the betting to you, Mark. Um, and I would I would I would say very very adamantly. Uh, <laughs> Just enjoy these games this weekend. I just don't think that there's uh, there's just no. I mean, I'm not saying there's. I shouldn't say there's no. For me, there's no great angle to to to, to be like. I am so confident that this is a you know a sneaky angle. I, the, the only thing that some people certainly could say is we don't trust that Mahomes is going to be full strength. Well, he's he's not. But you know, again. We still don't know fully what's you know a full game you know not full strength Mahomes might be like. Might he get you know shook up? Might he come in and shock the world and just be you know absolute beast mode? Who knows? It, it could go any of those ways. So when there's all those uncertain variables, that game especially, I would stay away from. Personally, I, I, I favor the Niners against the Eagles, but do I want to you know would I want to put down on it? Absolutely not. If, if I were in the, the no, just just enjoy what should be two great games. But I don't like any betting angle on either of those games. <laughs> mm. but, I like Bengals to flat out win. We're, Same. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. We're gonna get there. So, and I, you know what we also get? We where we also ought to get is to the end of this Jags Chiefs game. We should do that. Yeah, Pro- right. probably should. Yeah. Probably should do that. So, uh, all right, let's rewind a little bit. So we got that one with the Henny touchdown to, of course, Kelsey. That was seventeen seven Chiefs at that point. Uh, third quarter, Mahomes comes back. The Chiefs get a 50-yard field goal. It's 20-10. And then the Jags, of course, respond. And they end up getting a short touchdown run from uh, ETN, which was phenomenal. You know, and it, it just – it felt like the Jags had life. And they had opportunity. But that being said, a wounded Mahomes is still a very dangerous Mahomes. Yes, we can talk about, you know, some of his fantastic plays. And it, one of the things that I love about Mahomes, with particularly paired with Andy Reid, but – because uh, they're a phenomenal pairing of quarterback and coach, right? And we can talk about the loss of Hill. However, the things that make Patrick Mahomes so special, even limited, you can still see them, right? Some of that's grit, some of that's toughness, some of that's playmaking. Uh, I mean, he's out there hopping around trying to make plays. He had a left foot, like, you know, he had a jump pass to MVS for the touchdown. You know, he goes off his left. Right's hurt. I'm gonna go off the left. You know, I mean, that's a guy that is a creator, right? Um, and that's gutsy, man. You know, he's hurting. 
you know he's hurting. That's 27-17 when he, when he uh, throws that touchdown to MVS, who undoubtedly is uh, Whitfield, with, you know, anybody that lived with MVS in Green Bay. Next week he'll have a chance and he'll butterball it, but he held on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of things that make a quarterback like Mahomes special, but being able to move around to extend plays and to – you know, it helps them really create. And so there are certain players, you know, that just, they have a special it, right? There's just an extra gear, an extra layer, extra something. Uh, Mahomes obviously has that. But some of the great plays that we think of are not just because he has a great arm. It's because he knows how to move, right? I'm not saying he's out there running all the time, but he can pick up some yards on the ground. He makes good plays with his legs. He buys time. Um, and he, you know, some of the, some of that fuels the creativity when we're like, oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> like, right. So losing his mobility or being impaired is going to affect some of that. Now I would think that Reed and the coaching staff, Mahomes, they're smart enough. They're, they're going to do things to protect him. But until they're playing Cincinnati, we don't know, man, he's got to take the hits, but it, it's definitely going to alter some of what makes him special. The rest of what makes him special is going to have to carry that. Now, do I think Mahomes is up for that challenge? I do. Then it's just a matter of executing, and can he take the hits, and does he does he re-aggravate that and re-injure it? That's going to be tough. Uh, I will say for the Jags, kudos to Butker, by the way, because Agnew was almost gone on that kick return. Mm. That was a good effort out of Butker to, to mess him up. And it looked like Addy was like, I can't believe I went down <laughs> yeah. on that. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know that he would have been gone, but he would have had a nice crack at it uh, to run that all the way back. I think there was one more dude he would have had to beat, but uh, maybe the angle would have gotten him, but still. But the Jags had a great opportunity, and just that Agnew fumble inside God, the five was dude. just so painful. And then, and then you back that up. With uh, when the Jags get the ball back, Lawrence is under duress and he he short you know he, his throw was his, it's underthrown second and six and it gets picked off and just that those sequence you know man the Jags they had opportunities and they squandered it yeah right? and then that second quarter like and we talked about this like while we were chatting like mm-hmm. the the quote unquote tripping penalty mm-hmm. where they would, they were already in field goal range that took them out and which led to the 98 yard touchdown drive. That was like a 10 point swing right there. Yeah. And then the Agnew fumble, as you were just saying, like that's another seven points. Like it, it just felt like the youth got them yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little the bit. Veteran presence, like just led the way. Yeah. It's one but, of those growing you know, pains look, uh, scenarios for the Jaguars. But you know what? They're an onside kick away from really making that career. For all the things that they whiffed and missed on, right? You got mm-hmm. a wounded Mahomes, and you got an onside kick, and you know, you're know you close, dude. And, of course, for the betters that get raged out, they did cover the – because I think it was uh, the Chiefs. By it was like, nine and a half, nine and, a half. and they <laughs> kicked that field goal. And I was laughing because I said it last week that they would cover that spread. And, of course, they kicked the field goal. Uh, which is the right move because you one way or the other, you got to score twice. So you got, you, right. yeah. that's a good night, man. Anytime you score twice, it's a good night. Hey, dude. I, 
been a while, but yeah, that's definitely a good night. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not just the bears that get the double doink. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Fifth straight AFC championship game for Mahomes, which is really incredible, by the way. That's that's an amazing run. And we've been fortunate enough to, you know, and, and you can hate them for it, but the Patriots obviously had a, a grotesquely wrong, long run. Some people would say a wrong run. Some people would say that. <laughs> that's a slip of the tongue that's almost accurate for the people that hate them. Um, but anyway, fifth trade for Mahomes is pretty incredible. But, yeah, the, you you know, the Jaguars, man, you got to feel for them. And they, they made this game fun. And uh, it, it's just – not not quite enough. Too many mistakes. Some of that's youth. But Peterson and that squad did a hell of a job. That I, they have nothing to be ashamed of, man. So sometimes, you know, those painful losses motivate. You know, and you think about uh, the tests of character they had uh, under Bourbon Myers' debacle from last season, and turning it around this year, and then being the cardiac cats and finding a way to claw their way back into a lot of these games and and win uh, what they did to the Chargers. I mean, it, that that's commendable. Because uh, they could have folded, you know, they could have folded the tents up, right? Yeah. And they didn't. And uh, I, I think e- even if like fans respect that, you know, because that's effort. That's effort. And uh, so it, it feels like, you know, like that's a that's a not a good end in that game, but that the season as a whole, you go, you did a lot of things, you exceeded expectations, you finished strong. You made a good game of it, and you feel very positive about what's next. So long as they manage the roster and you expect some continued growth, uh, you feel good about their direction. Or as they would say, Duval! Or as Daryl would say, now go get your Waffle House. So... (laughs) Oh my god. I did laugh about Mahomes calling his... uh Lawrence's move to go to Waffle House Baller. So, yeah. Hey, man, I remember back in the day when Waffle House and Denny's, man, that was a, that was the end of a good night. Hell yeah, you know what yeah I'm it saying? was. Yeah, late it was. night out clubbing or dancing or whatever, drinking beers, hanging out, go yeah, chilling, have a moons over my hand, watching Whitfield try to pick up the Asian chicks at that weird bar. You know, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was great. That, that, what was it? It was moons over my. They had what? Isn't it Denny's that had the, they had the, 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 the grand slam breakfasts, right? Oh, uh, grand slam was so yeah. good. Mo- I, I was a I was a fan of uh, moons over my hammy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a good sandwich, bro. That was a good sandwich, man. I don't know if they. I haven't. I can't even tell you the last time I set foot in a Denny's. <laughs> I feel now like I'd, I'd walk in there, breathe the air, and I'd have heartburn. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> too much grease in the air. <laughs> it's too much, man. And yeah, now, a good night for us is a trip to Wawa. Yeah, it, it, right? once, yeah. Every once in a while, like our semi-annual, well, it's late. We drank too much. We're recovering. Let's go to Wawa at two o'clock in the morning and get a gigantic steak and cheese or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That also ends up in heartburn, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, I tell you what, man. Let's let's wrap this. Take a quick break, and then we got to pound through the rest of these games. We got to make our playoff predictions as well. But we only got three games to talk about and two games to predict. I think that'll go fairly quickly. I shouldn't jinx it, but you know what I'm saying. So, uh, by the way, uh, Mark, have you gotten your Boston Scott tattoo yet? 
I have nuts. <laughs> I thought I read that that dude has 11 touchdowns against the Giants, right? And that's more than he has against everybody else combined. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. That is crazy. That is strange. That is crazy. Did they do something to him in a prior life? Like, what? what is his deal with the Giants, dude? That's a good question. That is absolutely insane, man. So, <laughs> Boston Scott, man, something about playing the Giants, man. That dude that dude's, is just in fuego against them. Absolutely crazy. Anyway, let's take a quick break. I need to refresh. Hey, I gotta, I'm got. i going to actually roll. That's fine. You can go. Uh did you ever uh, – well, you answered the question about Rodgers. Yeah, right, I did, what? but um, Super Bowl uh, – You're going to go, so make your make, call your shots for uh, the two games this weekend. Cincinnati over KC, uh, 27-20. Ooh, the score. Philadelphia, 20. San Francisco, 17. Ooh. Overtime. OT. Damn, son. All mm-hmm. right. Fair enough. All right, yeah. All right. So, All right. Yeah, so Philly and Cincy was going wrong with Eagles Bengals. Well, that would be the that would be a fresh Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, something different. Because what the Bengals and the Four Downers have played twice. This would yeah. be yeah the third time in a row right. if they both win this weekend. Yeah, third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe that's the maybe that's the Hamlin tribute. Or you have the Andy Reid Bowl. Or you have the Andy Reid Bowl Eagles Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. He's got doesn't he have a. Uh, like ten plus playoff wins with both. Yes, like he's the only. Coach he's the only. Yeah, that's yeah. The Andy Reid Bowl would be fascinating. Would if it's the Andy Reid Bowl? Would he go out and do his own punt pass kick competition at the at the halftime? He'd win. <laughs> He'd win. <laughs> Why is While he's eating a cheeseburger, <laughs> with that eating chip, that chip off his shoulder, with the, that chip on his shoulder. Oh man, good old Andy Reid. Wild, yeah. All right, Whitfield, we'll go get some rest, right, sir. Go get some rest, bro. Do you think? Thanks for catching up, hanging out, and uh, we'll see about Rogers, man. I'm not kidding. I don't think he's retiring. I will. I will. I, don't, I, I will say see. that outright. I don't. I don't oh, think yeah. he's retiring. I'm not sure if he's going to be back with Green Bay. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be a lot of the off season as far as news and discussion with what happens with him. There is value as far as the trade market, but not. You know, I, I said pre podcast. Part of it. You know, I, I think you have to think about what the Lions and the Rams did with Jared Goff. I think some of the – it's not just a trade. It's trading and getting out of that contract for right. Green Bay. And I so, agree. But, I, I mean, I mean I, I've been – I've watched uh, him with uh, on McAfee every single time. I don't see anywhere in his body language or how he's talking mm-hmm. saying he wants to retire. I think he wants Green Bay to do some, make some moves – Bring the guys back. He'll redo his contract. He just wants to make another run of it. If they don't want to do that, he doesn't want to be a part of it. Right. Well, he doesn't want to go through a rebuild, which is reasonable. No. And if, right. if you know, at some point, all these teams like Tampa Bay's in this scenario. You know, you kind of kick some money down the road a little bit, and at some point, you got to figure out because it's time to turn the roster over. And you know, we've been through this enough. Whether it was Peyton, kind of his last chapter, Eli in his last chapter. You know, when these quarterbacks get older. You know you have a, a smaller window, so you kind of hope that the teams build specifically for that to take advantage of that. Green Bay's had a couple of shots at it. 
you know, I'd like to see him retire as a Packer, but I would have liked to have seen him just run in that game against Tampa Bay at the end. Uh, and right, I no shit. Yeah, no shit. And I would have liked to have seen Lafleur not take the uh, you know make them kick a field goal. But anyway, that's you know that's done now. I mean, all the great ones, Montana, Unitas. Most didn't people finish with the team. Yeah, most people yeah. don't get to finish where they started. I mean, El- Elway feels like he's the outlier, right? He is. He is. You know, yeah. he, he he got the Super Bowls at the end, and he walked off a champ. So uh, you know, not everybody, and most people don't get that. Now Brady played long enough; he could have gone out as a Patriot with the Super Bowl, and he could have pieced out. <laughs> like yeah. he could have had that. However, mm-hmm. his career plays out. He chose to keep going, so I'm not faulting him for that. But that's the same with Marino. Yeah, but he could have he could have gone to Minnesota one year. Oh, it, it, they would have. Lit, about, lit it up. Oh, I would have loved to have seen, and we've talked about that before, uh, Marino. I mean, he just couldn't move, dude. He just, know, you know, yeah. he was a statue back there. But Marino, can you imagine Marino firing uh, firing things off to Randy Moss and Chris Carter? What was their running back? Robert Smith? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, uh, Dan Marino would have been absolutely fucking lethal. Mm. He, You know, I mean, that's just like, crazy. Because you know that dude still had an arm. And look, oh, yeah. his his hands would have been fine up there. He had all his isotoner gloves. It's not like he was. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he was going to get cold up there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, yeah, we'll see on Rogers, man. Again, it's going to dominate a lot of the news cycles. A, a couple of different things will, but that's going to be one of the big ones. I'm not. Yeah. The Jets is fascinating and fun, but I don't. I don't know, man. That would be so weird. Although, I, at least he won't. You know, what did we call it with far the the what was it flick my bick or whatever it was. Uh, we had the with Jen. Was it Sturger? Sturger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Florida State girl. Um, is she is she still doing stuff? I have no I idea. Think she is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Well, she parlayed her Florida State appearances into a, a career of some sort. So she's like her. a model and comedian. And is she funny? Yes. Oh, is she like raunchy funny? Is she funny or like raunchy funny? Like, uh, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. I like raunchy funny. Is she Amy Is she Amy Schumer? Who? Oh, Amy, Amy Schumer? Schumer? Amy uh, Schumer. I, I would have to compare and contrast. I don't know. Mm. Mm. A little bit of both. I mean, she's got the heart where she loves dogs, but she can talk some shit, too. Oh, but she also likes doggy style, you know? Whoa! 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 whoa. That's, what, that's what Brett said. You, yeah, you're channeling your... Oh, Brett, Brett never got to take, got to do that. All right, at Whitfield, back on your exit strategy. Thanks for joining us tonight, and... <laughs> And we will fill in with a soundbite dedicated to you. <laughs> Where is it at? Ah, here you go. Anyway, go get some rest, bro. We'll catch you a little bit later, and uh, we'll Good talk. Night, bro. We'll talk. We'll All talk right. more about Good Rogers, night, man. All right, y'all. Raiders would be fun, though. He's out. All right. Good night, bro. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in uh, a couple of minutes with some fresh beverages and a salute o'clock. Whoop whoop. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Woo. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Rest assured, the trees have been sufficiently watered, <laughs> and it's time to get on to some other stuff. So, I think we owe each other a salute o'clock, of course. So, we're going to go ahead and lead off with that. So, uh, I have certainly been enjoying my uh, Jack Daniels and Mexico, which you guys know I love. And uh, I'm still sticking with my uh, beer du jour while recording, which is the El Segundo Broken Skull IPA doesn't sit too heavy. Seems to blend nicely with my Jack Daniels and Coke, so I like doing that one. It was it was either that or, or chug the J, you know, 
chug the Jack and Coke and make a second one. And I elected just to get a beer and, you know, chug the rest of my first one and just get a second beer. Because I still have like half of my Jack and Coke left. So I figured, you know, I should probably just sip on that one as opposed to plowing through it. Mm. Not going to go wrong with that, though. Mm. Mark, what you got, bro? Uh, I'm currently enjoying uh, a flying dog, double dog, double IPA. Nice. Yes, sir. I do like some of those flying dog beers. Doesn't flying dog have uh, was it the raging bitch? Raging yep. bitch, yep. Yeah, that's that's. A they, good. Make, they make they make pretty pretty strong beers, but they're, yeah. they're good. Now, did, the, did you say a double dog IPA or a double dong <laughs> IPA? Whoa! <laughs> I think the double dog. I think double dong is made by a different brewer. To <laughs> to double t up in the house. Oh no! Double D's, double double dog IPA, right? What's the with the followed up by the reach around ale chaser, right? The thong song triple. <laughs> and the and the move and the move bitch barley wine yeah oh. and that's actually about right for loud yeah <laughs> i mean a barley wine man that'll, that'll knock you on your ass real quick yeah. so mm-hmm. very very uh very uh just, yes yeah yes, oh, well randy yes. what you got bro well, I started uh, keeping it kind of light. Got to get up early in the morning, so I figure I'll. I went with. I'm going light this this week. Uh, started off with the Highland Brewing Peachful, which is, you know, not too bad. I mean, it's a nice fruity peach ale. And uh, right now, I got something from uh, Yellow Springs Brewery uh, called the Raspberry Springer. It's just kind of cleaning out the fridge because you know, last week we were very. F- fortunate enough to get some of that discounted uh hardywood that todd set aside for us uh when we were up there and nice got to make room in the fridge for it so it's just cleaning out stuff that we haven't drank in a while yeah that's, that's all right if you bought it it's nice to be able to enjoy it at some point yes sir yes or, sir. you know particularly uh before it becomes the mystery beer like we had in that graph. <laughs> well, fortunate for us, but it was those, still good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah. still carbonated. It was still carbonated. Or a reminder that for me, back in the day, whenever I'd come around, Justin loved to push these uh, spicy beers and pepper beer. There's still one waiting yeah. for you. I still, I'm, I'm, I still I'm sure. have that. That beer has to be at least ten years old, if not twelve. At, I don't know how least. long it's been here. It, it it's, it's got to be a decade plus, though. It probably I mean, would make I, somebody vomit. It, it could. Because I, I think we've been in this house since 09? That sounds about right. So, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a that would be a really gross beer to drink. That's what I'd say. You moved there right after Penny and I got married. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. How about that? We have, we have some things to raise a glass to. Let's get Shannon in here with this beer, and then we can... Uh, Pour one out for Billy Packer. Uh, yeah. Uh, but let, let's get Shannon up in this piece real quick. What you got, bro? Uh, double double dip tonight. Uh, nope. Matt Elf uh, Christmas sale from Todd from go. last week. Uh, he's, he slipped a, a bottle of each to me and Randy. Nice. Just because he was like, fuck Kroger. Um, and, uh, dude, he sent us pictures today. They, they have uh, demoed that shit out. Oh, that that's heartbreaking. Yeah, um, you know, and that, and that 
you know, and I, I kind of want to raise a glass to Todd because we should raise a glass to Todd. That's right. That oh, yeah. that dude, he built that short pump Kroger bar, and there were it, it was crowded the entire weekend because people wanted to come in and say goodbye to that. And like Friday night, what was it, Randy? He said he'd kick six kegs in yep. four hours. I mean, like he they were just rolling through the beer. Yeah. Um, and they were just trying to, you know, be done with it. And I don't know, man. Those those people made a mistake. Todd, Todd did. Todd, Todd's good peoples. We all love them. We we give them shit, but I mean, when it comes to people skills, man, Todd, Todd, Todd's a good dude. Todd, Todd's a great guy, man. We we, we love Todd. We, we, we love, love Todd. giving Todd grief, but it's because we love Todd. <laughs> it is. Um, and my second beer is the El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull American Lager. Look at that. Because, uh, you know, I got that for Justin once and I screwed that up, but... <laughs> I like. That. I'll drink the lager. Just can have the IPA. Yeah, I mean the lager's good. I'm just a. I would just rather have a hoppy beer. That's all. Understood. Yeah. So I'll drink the lager. You drink the IPA. Perfect. Perfect. Then that's one weekend it. we'll drink the STFU. Yeah, that that sounds good. Yes, sir. So I, I meant to do this last week and it got away from me. Um, but I, I I played the song I played the song briefly and then somebody was like well what are you playing that for and then we somehow we topic jumped and we never came back to it but do have to raise a glass pour one out old David Crosby man piecing out the other week hell of a oh, life he- hell of a musical career hell of an influence so quite the life man and this is this is one of my personal favorite songs uh, although he, I mean that's an, a Obviously, an incredible music catalog, but I, the Southern Cross, man, I love this song. I don't know why. I just, I've just always loved this song. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, man, love this great song. Yeah, <laughs> great song, dude. Great song. So, here's to you, buddy. Mm. And then, uh, while we were on break, Shannon sent a, a message in the chat. So we we got to pour one out and. Raise a glass to one of our college basketball homies, man. The uh, iconic Billy Packer has passed away. Yeah. 82. 82. Fine Voice life. And I, I don't, you know, I'm trying to remember the last time he was still super active. And I'm not quite clear on the timeline with that. But um, 34 Final Fours, bro. Yeah. I Damn. mean... Yeah, I mean, just so many uh, classic college basketball moments. Uh, of course, synonymous with the ACC, but I mean, he was on CBS's coverage for like a number of years, mm-hmm. and we grew up with him as the voice of college basketball. Yeah, you know, so uh, salute, salute, salute. That is for salute. sure. Rest in peace, brothers. Mm. Here, here's a college basketball tidbit for you. <laughs> this is so random. By the way, I can't believe uh, I was watching some highlights from that Duke Virginia Tech game, man. Uh, what's that guy's name? Philip Philipikowski. Anyway, the guy that got throat punched. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, woo, that looked like that yeah. hurt, that hurt like a son of a bitch, man. I I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm not saying that. I th- I think the detective was just kind of going to punch the air, but I mean, what's the likelihood that you end up throat punching somebody? I mean, good yeah. god, that guy was sitting there like throwing up, man. Good gracious. You know that hurt like a son of a bitch. Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski. That's yeah, that's the dude. 7 foot 19, man. That's a big dude. Good gracious. Uh, and Duke's not so hot this year. They're they're struggle busting a little bit, but those young teams, man, sometimes that's just how it goes. Exactly. Uh, not the college basketball note I wanted to actually bring up. The one I thought was fascinating is this. Uh, Georgetown beat DePaul 81-76 to <laughs> the other night for their first Big East win since March of 2021. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> the longest conference losing streak in Big East history. My God. That's pretty insane. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, man. Poor Patrick Ewing. I'm glad they they got the dub, but, I mean, good gracious. Got Georgetown, like, you know, it's just weird because that was – I mean, it felt like they were just a powerhouse for so long, you know. And the flip side is it feels like they haven't been relevant in forever. Yeah. Yeah, that is always a weird thing to think about, you know, not seeing Georgetown really being uh, in the tournament and things like that. It's crazy. I didn't even realize they were doing that poorly. That's, I mean, March of 2021? Yeah, Patrick Ewing went over last year, so it was... That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, I'm surprised he kept his job, but probably the only reason is is because... It's Patrick Ewing. Because it's Patrick Ewing. Yeah, well, I would imagine he's not long for that job. No. You know, I, I don't know how reflective that is of, of him or just the program, but that's uh that's fugly right there. That's fugly. Uh, one other thing I, I thought was super rando. I don't know if, uh, Mark, you may have seen this, uh, but I thought it was an absolute riot that Steph Curry got ejected from that Warriors-Grizzlies Grizzlies game for throwing his mouthpiece. <laughs> I don't think so I've stupid. ever. I don't think really. I've, Wait, yes. what? Yeah, there was a play and he was calling for the ball, didn't get it, and then he was running down the court and he just took his ma- his mouth guard out and he just threw it, and uh, they ended up ejecting him from the game. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so crazy, dude. It was so bizarre. I, I, Look out, everybody! It's a mouthpiece. It's gonna hurt somebody. Well, he, he must have <laughs> just told the ref, "Throw me out of this game." <laughs> I don't know. It was just. Bizarre, I mean, man. like. He must have been like, just throw me out. Just throw me out. I'm going to throw my mouth guard, throw me out of the game. I mean, it's not like he chucked the bildo out on the court. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Still. Can you, you know, it's one thing to go to a game. I, I guess if you go to a game and you miss a player because of load management, like pick your poison, right? It can be load management or mouth guard throwing, right? That, that just sounds like an awful porn video right now. <laughs> <laughs> a well, mouth guard throwing. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was just... Load that was, management. Yeah, load management. That's definitely a Pornhub channel. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Oh, my God. Anyway. Like a porn class. Load, load management <laughs> 101. Load Load management. I mean, clearly, if you have bad load management, you're going to end up throwing your mouth guard anyway. So, Whoa. Oh, no. 
So, who... Uh, speaking of oatmeal cream pie... What is going on? What are we doing? Blame, blame Justin, it's his fault. Oatmeal cream pies. Um, so, so, that's, a, that's a bad topic, Joe. When do we lose control of the podcast? Did we ever really have control? Let's be honest. Well, I mean, we're talking about load management. In control. <laughs> My God. Uh, I swear we're not that drunk. No, no, we're not. We're not that drunk. No, not yet. Thank you, Shannon. So, well, I guess in honor of all the sacks that are tied into load management and porn chub, I will say the Eagles this year have had 75 sacks so far this year, uh, including the playoffs. Playoffs. Yes. Playoffs. Playoffs. Pretty good. All right. Um, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the segue yeah <laughs> speaking of load management i'm curious if the eagles shot their wad <laughs> against the giants in that 38-7 whooping they dropped on you actually uh i have a song just especially for this game i felt like we were due for a little bit of i don't know that we've ever played the ramones so i was like yeah, yeah. i don't think we have now a little blitzkrieg bop man why not? Yeah, buddy. Mark. All right, I got to ask you. What in the hell was that? That game? Yeah. What? Well, was it a game? That, that's debatable. But what was that? It's Seven. Completely outmatched. Oh, gotta go. <laughs> completely outmatched. You were so optimistic the other week. I was hopeful. I I, 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 t- I told y'all that I knew that that. that no, you, yeah. you were optimistic, and because I, oh, I remember because sure. you, you I'm, were, I'm not supposed to be. I know it's the fandom talking, right? I mean, I totally get that, but like we're sitting there and you you were talking about like the spread, and I think I ended up saying like the Eagles would cover that, and you were surprised. Well, they certainly more than covered it, um, but we got the Eagles had to prove it, right? They did, and they they proved it. But I think what I'm disappointed, like I'm, I'm disappointed with the effort from the Giants, and I'm disappointed with the effort from the Bills. Those two games were such a letdown, and it, it doesn't. I don't mean to say that in a way that detracts from what Philly did, or what Cincinnati did, right? But it, I just, I thought the Giants were going to show up and ball, and it, it just felt like the Eagles just beat their ass. Like it, it was just, I don't like where was. Where was the mojo from the prior week? Even if you even if you go, well, I didn't expect them to win. I mean, the, the Eagles ran all over them, dude. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fair. <laughs> okay. Maybe that maybe that's kind of like a bitter like a, a, a bitter pill. Like um, I hear I, you. you know, like 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 I was saying earlier. I mean, I, I definitely um, I definitely knew that i mean i know i said that i can't fathom a wor- well I, I had a hard time fathoming a game a game where the giants would blow out the eagles that seems like the most unlikely scenario and yes. i certainly knew that if um if the giants if it turned into a shootout as i said earlier that that's that's what's going to crush the giants and you know they played a little better in the second half, but you know you get down twenty eight nothing. I mean most most teams. I mean honestly, not even just the Giants, but but definitely the Giants in that they're you know not designed to be a high octane offense right now. Barkley can absolutely bust some. He busted a couple in the second half. I joked with my Eagles friend. That are we still like, ta- are we still talking about load management? 
maybe. <laughs> but uh said if if you know Barkley had that I think we liked one big run in the second half if he yeah. could have like you know twenty five more of those, maybe they got a shot. Um that's a, that's but, a, if, if you can give us twenty five more big runs and a half, we have a shot. Yeah. That's exactly. Tough. Yeah. Um unlikely. That sounds like a horrible night at twenty five <laughs> runs, bro. Yikes. That's some that's some bad Taco Bell. Yeah, but yeah. so yeah, you're running for the border all right. <laughs> yeah, I it it's it's tough, man. I mean, I just did I expect Philly to win? Yes, but I expected the Giants to bring more than that, and I think that's where I'm perplexed because it's one thing, you know. And we talked about it a little bit at the, at the front end of the podcast where the, you know, I mean, they basically got outclassed right um, across the board, but it was just a surprise to to lose that way. I, I really thought the Giants would give them a more competitive football game. But, I mean, Philly came out strong out of the gate, man. You know, Hurts, uh, I think the first two drives, man, he was 7-7 seven of, seven of seven with two touchdowns. Yeah. And there's got to be a little extra bit of a, a little extra salt in there with uh, Danny Dimes throwing a, a pick to close out the first quarter, and it was to former Giant uh, Bradbury. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know they cut him because of salary cap reasons. But still, that's got to be annoying. Somebody asked me about the game. We had some people stop by, and so we were chatting about uh, some of the football over the weekend, and I was like, yeah, man, that game got away from the Giants fast. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, it was 28 to nothing. And so then they, they thought, like, you know, that was the final score. I'm like, no, <laughs> that was the first That was the first half. <laughs> they were like, oh, <laughs> Um, that, that's rough. And I don't know how to explain that game other than the Giants just, they picked a terrible time to play arguably one of their worst games of the season. And I was just surprised. I really thought the D line would do a better job. I mean, the Eagles had 268 rushing yards. They averaged over six yards a carry. Uh, they had five sacks in that game, which is their most in a playoff game in the Super Bowl era. Uh, this one tied for the largest margin of victory in a playoff game in the Eagles franchise history. Uh, I mean, it, it was just rough, dude. I mean, they they essentially had a three-game sweep of the Giants this season. And I know the, the second game didn't mean a lot because the Giants rested a lot of people. But it's it's their 10th straight win in Philly versus the Giants. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I, I you know... I look at it and I give a lot of credit to Philadelphia and you know part of that is you know what did Philly look like and Philly looked like the team from earlier in the season and they didn't have to lean I mean Hertz was productive but they didn't have to lean heavily on Hertz because they ran the ball so damn well so I I don't know man I'm I'm just for you I'm disappointed from a football standpoint I appreciate what the Eagles did, but I, I mean, I feel like we just, we got suckered or something or duped or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what, what happened? Um, I, I get it. I, I don't know. For me, I'm, uh, I'm maybe I sound like I'm just being a, a homer and not being objective, but I, I kind of think it's more so not quite the way the Vikings like duped anybody who believed that they were legitimate, but I just think that the Giants, uh ceiling they they exceeded their ceiling to me fairly significantly by even getting to this point sure and that's fair that's reasonable and, and, 
Yeah, and so I just, I just, I just think they they were so outmatched. I'm not saying that you know they came into this game with zero chance. Of course, they had a chance, and I thought a damn good one. I mean, I, I genuinely did. I, I I knew that it was going to be a, a very uphill battle to mm-hmm. win it, but I certainly expected a competitive game. I think. I think I expected if it was going to be a, a bad game, maybe they'd lose by like two touchdowns. Maybe they'd lose by a 10 to 14 or something like that. Um, definitely did not see a 28 nothing half coming up. And, and, you know, I think it just, it, it spiraled pretty quickly. And once it got, you know, pro- I don't know, probably 21 nothing, that's when it started feeling like, all right, well, this is, this is just going to stay gross. And, uh, <laughs> and again, that's, that's where, it, that's where it, it was did. unfortunate because, you know, e- even if they had lost I me, mean, no matter what, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, disappointed or sad, but like, I'm hoping for at least a, a quality game, a, a game that's, you know, shows something positive for the team. And there, there's not much positive to take out of that one. Not, not much enjoyment, not much positive. No. Uh, again, unless you're, unless you're an Eagles fan. Uh, not not much to be enjoyed about that game. I did like that direct snap to Barkley where he handed it off to uh, Burita. That, yeah, that was kind of a neat play. It was twenty-eight seven. No Statue of Liberty, but <laughs> no, it was, it was no Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I, I mean it, that's just it's playoff football, and yeah, I don't know, man. I just I I just had higher hopes for uh, particularly their defensive line. You know, uh, that was just that was a game that just it felt like it just got away from them really quickly, and they just couldn't recover. Uh, and uh, you know, in the big picture, you go, yeah, they overachieved this season, and they got a super satisfying playoff victory against Minnesota. Thank y'all for that, by the way. Mm. Um, so we got the the white Kirk Cousins ate shit. <laughs> Although, I mean, to be fair, Kirk Cousins actually had a decent game. Uh, is the is the Vikings defense that completely let them down? But I don't know. I, like I laughed a lot about Dallas eating shit. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't laugh at the Giants. I was just. I was just surprised. Yeah. I really. I just. I really expected more out of them. Even though, yes, I expected Philadelphia to win, and I thought Philly would win comfortably. But that I just. Like I said, I, I, I'm most disappointed in the effort out of the Giants and the Bills. I mean, the state of New York just completely let us down with the playoffs. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I and then you know, I I think um, you know, I, and then I imagine we'd all echo this. Maybe I shouldn't speak for y'all, but you know, plenty of credit due to to to, to Cincy and and um, and the Eagles. I I would say not being biased, but especially Cincy or not being you know, homerist, but especially Cincy. I mean, uh, Burrow and company came to play. Uh, but, but oh, yeah, they I did. felt like the Bills, the Bills, Bills did not. Bills looked, looked a, little, a little slow, a little sluggish. Not, yeah. not quite sure what was going on there. And since he just took over from the start, I, I will say though, Sirianni talking about Hurts being like having Michael Jordan out there. Slow down on that, bro. <laughs> yeah, slow, slow, just down. a wee bit. Slow, slow down. I, I, the, I like. <laughs> I, I like Sirianni's hubris a little bit. You know what I mean? He he, he right. I, I, like he'll get in. You know, he made faces at the camera, and you know, he gave the the refs a little bit of lip. He feels like he's a very you know, Philly coach, right? Right. And I'm okay with that. But anytime you're lobbing out Jordan, I mean, you got to be how Jordan comparisons. That's like that's like all time kind of status conversation. And I love what Jalen Hurts has done. I don't I don't know if I'd be lobbing out MJ comps. That that's that's a tough one. Careful there, bro. <laughs> Careful there. Because wrong. look, and part of this is what we said last week, where it was like, all right, look, man. Vikings, you know, that defense is shit. So you give you give the Giants credit for waxing them. 
uh, getting that win. But in context, right, they exploited a flaw, okay? And they took advantage of it, and they handled business. They got it done. And Jalen Hurts, I think, has done a tremendous job. He arguably has a great case to be MVP. I just It's hard to knock Patrick Mahomes out of that. But, um, you know, there were people talking about, you know, the Eagles and anybody could quarterback them and they'd be good. And you can see the difference. I mean, Minshew had a couple of moments, but the drop-off with that team under Hurts to Minshew was appreciable. So that tells you right there the quality of, of, you know, Jalen Hurts, the player. And I think he's a high-quality person, strikes me as such, but certainly he's a high-quality player. But, ooh, Jordan comparisons, man. Dude. No, I I, I was going to say, I don't know if uh, y'all heard me. I'm not saying it's a huge quote or something like that, but uh, mm. Bart Scott, I feel like he's getting some backlash for saying that, you know, Hertz is, Hertz is not a superstar. And, uh, you know, people are, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I think my favorite response to that was like, no, he's not a superstar. He's a star. He, he, he's earned that recognition after yes. what he, he's done. But a superstar, n- not, not enough time yet. Not, not enough. I mean, but, but I mean, certainly there's, Anybody who's not given him his credit for what he was when he first came in the league and what he's shifted to become and where they are right now, you're you're being oblivious. And I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I, I've got I've got no love for the Eagles. I think a lot of us have no love for the no. Eagles, but I can't 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 deny what he's done and what that team is doing right now and how much of it has been riding on his shoulders. So I, I'm I'm not being a hater, but no, he's not a superstar. He hasn't he hasn't done enough yet. He hasn't been around enough to to get that label. Well, that's the playoffs are where you are, are where you really separate that out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is is it a regular season? You know, is it regular season success? That's great. But yeah. if you're talking about anytime you're going to throw Jordan out, and I mean Sirianni knew, he said I shouldn't even go there. Uh, but you know the the rest of the quote was he's your leader, he's your guy. Hopefully that's the biggest respect I could pay to him, comparing his ability to being on the field to a Michael Jordan type. This guy leads. He brings this calmness to the entire team. He plays great football. He's as tough as they come. Yeah, I mean to me nobody has played any foot any better football than him this year, and that is high praise. And he's earned you know, a lot of respect and I, you know, it's an appreciable amount of growth from, you know, really his debut in the NFL to where he's at now. He's done a hell of a job working on his game and that team has done a, 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 certainly a commitment. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any love for Philadelphia. Are you fucking kidding? Um, but they've done a masterful job of turning that roster over from their last Super Bowl win to where they are now. I mean, no, think about, if nothing else, the debacle, the roller coaster of Wentz, how many teams survive that and recover from that that quickly? Most don't. Most of them, if you have a guy that is, and it's Wentz is weird because he, you know, at his peak, it looked like he was a legit franchise MVP. I don't know what the hell happened to that dude. Yeah. Good God. Um, yeah. Well. But I mean, too much hero ball. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts has done an incredible job, but he had a tough out last year in the playoffs versus Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. You know, and so what we're gonna get if we're talking about like, okay, the Vikings defense, Giants, you know, ran all, you know, exploited that. Okay, Eagles had the bye, then they came out and lit the Giants up, but the Giants, you know certainly didn't give them their best game. I don't know how you would grade this game out, but it certainly was not an A, B, or C game out of New York. So right. it's hard to gauge 
you know, what that was. What I would say is that I would anticipate that the real test of Philadelphia this postseason is what we get in the NFC Championship game. Because San Francisco is, you know, if they're going to beat San Francisco, they got to earn the shit out of that one. Do I do I do I think they have a, a do I like their chances? Yeah. Do I think they can, you know, beat San Francisco? I do. Do I think they will? Well, they settle that on the field. But it's a much different test. Because that defense, you know, both of those teams, you got lines. You got D. You know what I mean? That I think is going to be a great football chess match. You know, the physicality of both squads. So that'll answer a lot of questions, and if you're going to make, whether it's a Jordan comparison or appreciate his growth as a quarterback um, and and their growth as a team with him, then he's got to play better against the 49ers than he did against Tampa Bay last year because the playoffs are where you earn your legacy. Regular seasons are great. It's how you get to the playoffs. But if you can't get it done in the playoffs – you know, right? It, it it's just you got to get it done, man. Right. And it's well, not, it's gonna go ahead. I was gonna say real quick. I mean, and 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 this is I mean this is this is honestly a a intentionally silly. Well, I shouldn't say silly, but I would say relatively silly. The, sorry, the comment is silly, but my friend was being relatively silly and saying mm-hmm. it not entirely. Uh, I think Giggity probably have a, has a comment for it, but uh, I mean, my Philly fans, uh, buddy. I mean, he, he after, you know, Hertz was lighted up early in the season, you know, he starts posting on, on Facebook things about, you know, uh, you know, this 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 forum showing uh, that Hertz Hertz is now a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> what? Come, come on, man. It's you can't let's pump the goddamn brakes. And again, I know he's being sort of silly, but not entirely. I, I talked to him about it. He. He kind of tried to back it up, and I was like, "Come on, man! You know you're being stupid now." Um, but again, we can take that stupidity out of it and recognize that dude's having a hell of a season, and it'll be really interesting to see what they do this weekend. Niners are a a hell of a matchup. That should be a hell of a game. Um, I'm certainly rooting my ass off for them for the Niners, um, but that uh, should be a hell of a game. Yeah, it, it should be. I mean, it sets up great. Yeah, uh, and I hope that that Purdy delivers. I hope that Hurts delivers, and we get a classic because that's that's what I think these two teams are capable of giving us is yeah. an all you know just a classic high caliber, high quality defense, tough teams, you know, and and clutch. I'd be surprised if it's a debacle, and I certainly don't see either team blowing the other one out. Um, this certainly feels like a one score, you know, a one score finish one way or the other. So I'm excited for what this could be, but I guess really the point of it, it, I appreciate Jalen hurts and I think he has cemented his case to, you know, and it's really solidified and cemented his case to be the NFL MVP, but the legacies in the playoffs, man, legacies in the playoffs, dude. And uh, big test, man. Big test against San Francisco. Uh, I will say, I don't, I don't know if maybe uh, Randy or, or Shannon saw this. I did think this was pretty hilarious. Uh, Monday Night Raw was in Philadelphia. <laughs> and I, and I, lo- I love this line, man, as they're hyping up some people and having some fun with the crowd. And we're going to feel like the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles 
after they get conquered by Barack Purdy of the <laughs> Oh, the crowd's just like, boo. Dude, Paul Heyman's so good. Oh, Paul Heyman's having a field day. Oh, I love how he set that up, too, man. He, he's after a, he, they he's get a... conquered by Barack Purdy of the 49ers. <laughs> so... So, for for those that don't know, Paul Heyman ran a promotion called ECW back in the day in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, they embodied Philadelphia. So, like, he is synonymous with Philadelphia. So, for him to go, like, full heel mode. That's pretty funny. On that, like, on a drop of a dime was just absolutely phenomenal. Paul Heyman is like one of the best talkers of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. But he, for him to go full heel mode in that moment was just phenomenal. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Barack Purdy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the extra emphasis on there was great, dude. Excellent. Well, because he always goes Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so for him to go Brock Purdy, yeah, that was a l- little, little extra sauce on That's that. quality. That's quality. Uh, I tell you what, we teased it a little bit. Um, unless anybody has any other, other kind of wrap-up thoughts from that Eagles-Giants debacle, uh, we need to shift gears because we're going to have to pick up some speed so we can power through some stuff. Literally, I mean, my that, own that, that's smoky, thought. right? Huh? <laughs> That's a smoky soundbite. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out, man. Yeah, yeah, literally my only thought is is I sat there watching that game and I was like, I I can't even finish this. This is this is horrible. I'm sitting here going, I feel so bad for Mark for that just the fact uh, that the felt, Giants yeah. just didn't they didn't show up. It's like they took all that energy and put it into beating Minnesota and that was it. Well, it was like a lot of old stuff came to the surface, like a lot of the old stuff that they used to do with, you know, Daniel Jones. And it's yeah. like, nah, this is not how this is supposed to go, but that's okay. how it is. But it's how it goes. It's growing pains. Well, and the main thing is, is at least they have a competent coach now. Yeah, I like Dable. Yeah, for sure. Love me some Dable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that that's the, the one good thing. And clearly – Josh Allen misses Dayball. Oh yes, yes. I would I would say as we get there's your segue, bro. Yeah, like for real, man. That, that's one of those things. Uh, sitting there talking about that, um, and you know the Bills have been arguably, and it's rooted in a kind of a tough spot. But they've, you know, they had a tough tough loss last year with Kansas City, where you're just like, oh, I ran out of clock, <laughs> and they were just a, you know, a lot of people were vibing on them this year. Josh Allen, McDermott, the story, the team, the this, the that. Then you get the Hamlin stuff. You got, I mean, you, you just have a lot with Buffalo. And I know some people are like, ah, F Bills, Mafia. I hate that whole thing. That's fine if you feel that way, man. I, like, I get it. But I thought they were a super compelling story. Uh, and that got enhanced with the Hamlin angle, of course, first and foremost. Glad he's okay um, and survived. But they were, you know, trendy, popular, feel good, whatever. And it's like they just ran out of gas, man. And it's weird because it really shifts how you look at that game against the Dolphins. We gave the Dolphins a lot of credit last mm-hmm. week, right? The other week. We gave them a ton. And now you look at it and you go, okay, 
maybe that was the warning flag for what was wrong with Buffalo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, that doesn't detract from what Miami did, but it does. Like we had warning signs from Buffalo about, like, like you know, th- there was trouble. And I think we glossed over a lot of it because we were rooting. So many people were rooting for the story of Buffalo and for Hamlin and three strong and all of that. And it just morphed into a debacle. That being said, uh, you have to give first and foremost, you got to give a ton of credit to Cincinnati and that coaching staff and to Burrow. That is a team that has been salty. They were pissed about the coin flip, which they should have been, because uh, that was a little bit of bull. I mean, Cincinnati, if, if, if on the whole, um, we can talk about how how they handled that moment as a coaching staff, as organizations. They did a great job, and I, I don't feel like Cincinnati has beef with the Bills, but I do think Cincinnati has beef with the league, right? Uh, and I feel like they're acting like they got short shrift on the coin flip thing, which they arguably did. Uh, and then, now granted, this is a manufactured chip on their shoulder with the team selling conference, you know, uh, uh, conference championship game tickets. Guys, they got they got to sell those in advance. That's how that works. That's normal. Everybody does it. So we can laugh at the sound bites about get your refunds, but that's just a normal part of the thing. Okay. That being said, again, you just you appreciate what Cincinnati did, and I'm disappointed. Because I, I thought this would be a better game. Was I rooting for the Bills to win? I was. That was my fandom. And I know I had mentioned that, you know, if, if Cincinnati's offensive line was healthy, I would have, you know, had a different angle with this game. I didn't expect them to do what they did and to hold up as well as they did. And some of that is because of Burrow, quite frankly, and being able to get the ball out as quickly as he does. That dude, that dude, what do they say? Himothy, right? I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow is legit as fuck, man. That guy? Oh, I, I don't know what they're going to have to pay that dude, but if he wants the moon, you got to pay that dude. I can see him getting becoming the top highest-paid quarterback. If, if he wants it, he will be that. I don't know that he'll force them to do that, but Joe Burrow, going to get paid. And is you know, and, and there's going to be a, an ass load. If you think the thirst traps on Twitter are bad now, wait till that dude is getting half a billy. <laughs> Just crazy. But I, I mean, you know, Burrow and the Bengals picked. It's like they picked up right where they left off in that game that got canceled. They went right down the field, man. It's no problem. Six play, seventy nine yard drive, three minutes and twenty seconds, and there's a touchdown to from Burrow to to Chase. Boom. Bills do squat. Bengals get the ball again, pretty pump fake to chase, and then Burrow hits Hurst for the touchdowns, 14-0. Burrow was 9 of 9 for uh, 105 yards and two touchdowns in the first two drives. Bills, by the way, had eight yards in the first quarter. Gross. Gross. And and the Bills had a couple of plays that were just a wisp away from being a turnover. Yeah. You know, they had not just once but twice. But I, you know, I thought for a moment when it was the second quarter and the Bills kind of got going. Josh Allen took it in on third and goal. It was fourteen seven, and I was like, okay, that's when I was like, maybe Buffalo's turned a corner in that game. Nope, Bengals went right down the field, dude. Right down the field, Burrow just picking the D apart. 
and they had that almost touchdown to Chase, and I don't. That's a tough one to overturn, man. He had that. He had both feet in. I mean, credit to Milano getting his hands in there, and yeah, that ball moved a little bit when he hit the ground, but I don't know. Sometimes I, it it feels like it's so selective with what they deem a catch, right? It it really is tricky because he had that motherfucker feet in, feet down. I I don't know, man. And it's not like the ground helped him catch the ball. That I don't know that. that it's hard. It, it's it's that whole, it's the whole thing of just surviving the the, the I know, fall. But and... it's but he. I guess the thing that's tricky about that is he, it's not like he lands on top of the ball, right? Where he traps it, or the ground helps him catch it. Yeah, he has it. Right, he has it. He's going down. He's already got feet in, and. He's down on the ground, and Milano gets it to move, but it's not like it gets away from him. So that's one where it's just maybe technically that's the right call, but in the spirit of it, in the spirit of it, doesn't that feel like he caught that damn thing and that was a touchdown? Yeah, I mean, it should. The way I see it, I mean, how many have we had these like in play big playoff matches where, I mean, the you know the biggest one for me that I can think of is Des Bryant against the Packers. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's similar to oh, that. No, in, in that. It was respect. Des and the Cowboys. It was not a catch. <clears throat> well, true, but you know what I mean. It's just like it's these types of plays that ten, not, nine times out of ten usually dictate what happens in the game. But this, but with this game, it didn't matter. Cincinnati was like, no, fine, fine, no, fuck it. We'll no. still just kick their ass. Who it cares? Didn't. It didn't. They got they got a field goal out of that one. It was seventeen seven, but it just it, it just felt like uh, even though the score was reasonably close. It didn't feel like the Bills were really threatening Cincinnati. You know? That game felt like the Bills emotionally just ran out of steam. Yeah, they ran out of gas. Ran out of gas. It, like they had that emotional high, that like that stress on the entire team of, you know, of Hamlin and hoping that he's gonna be okay. And then it's like finally they get the that it's like it's kind of like that whole thing of they finally get the news that he's gonna be healthy he's gonna make a recovery and it's, a, it's that big sigh of relief but he's there but, come, but what comes with that sigh of relief is all that emotional buildup that just releases and that low energy that comes with it afterwards yeah. and and that's what that team felt like in the, in the in the wild card round and the divisional round yeah you know i'm disappointed it was third and two and gabe davis couldn't bring in that deep ball, man. Mm. Maybe they shouldn't have taken the deep shot. And you give credit to the DB. I think that was that rookie. I uh, forget his hand in there, but I, it just felt like a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda moments. Yeah, you know. Uh, and the Bills had a third and goal, and they, you know, Allen just sailed the ball right over the wide receiver out of the end zone. Um, and now I guess when we think back to the comment that. Shannon made before we transition to this game. Josh Allen is incredible, but it, it's an interesting contrast looking at Burrow, right? And mm-hmm. Allen. Because it, it feels like uh it feels like Allen ends up playing a lot more not playground football, but like there's a lot more reactionary stuff. Like he's wait you know what I mean? Like he's waiting for somebody to get open and then he's gonna fire a rocket to them. Right, where it feels like Joe Burrow sees what the defense is doing, and he's getting well, the ball out quick because he's anticipating. He understands what the defense is doing, 
And some of that is scheme, some of that is execution, some of that is him. Right? And yeah, look, you, they're what and, you, and, and buff and excuse me, Cincinnati's wide receiving core is ridiculous. And the rapport with Burrow is amazing. They, is. they 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 know each other so well that yeah, it, a lot of it is timing and understanding where his receivers are going to be and understanding where he's got to go if the play breaks down and whether he has to take off or not. It's just, it's it's really impressive just in such a short amount of time how far he has come. But the thing is, is from his rookie season, we saw flashes of that from the from the get go. So we knew there was something special about him. And right now, he's just he's showing exactly what we all knew about him. I feel like uh, like Buffalo just, I shouldn't say let us down, but they let themselves down with that game. And look, Dig, Diggs was obviously up in arms doing the kind of what the fuck, like, you know, you know, arms thing at Josh Allen on the sideline. And maybe that's, that's probably not fair. The emotions got the better of him. I mean, that guy does not like to lose. No, and he doesn't. I, I still think of that picture with him just staring at uh, the Chiefs celebrating was that last year that that picture was from? But he's just there. Like, he stays out for their ceremony. You know what I mean? And he's just watching them. Like, he's bang- He's getting the receipts. He's banking that one for motivation. And, I mean, the Bengals got a garbage time interception. You know, it didn't mean a lot. The Bills were forcing everything at that point. They're out there doing snow angels. I mean, good for Cincinnati. They, they showed up. They rolled. They delivered. They got it done. But I just... I feel more disappointment out of Buffalo than anything else. And if I haven't told you before, of course, I I work for some, I work with, not for, but with some pretty diehard Bills fans. And they're actually from around Buffalo. So they're not just like rando people that like the Bills. They are like Buffalo area transplants that are down here. And um, there's one dude, I mean, he's gone to a couple of games this year and he was at the Dolphins Bills playoff game. And what's weird is, like, last year with that loss, I think people were like, man, it got away from us. We were so close. Like, you go, well, we had a good year, and that was exciting. It's a shame. A lot of the blah. What's a little different about this year is I feel like some of those fans, and you saw this in some of the videos that were floating around on Twitter and TikTok and all that crap, it felt like there were some people that they were pissed, right? They are pissed. They are pissed at Leslie Frazier. Um, the defense getting abused. They're pissed at the lack of development uh, from the offense on Josh Allen. If, you know what I mean? Like it's it's shifted, and I didn't anticipate that for the end of the yeah. season. I, I really my expectations were higher for Buffalo, and I'm sure the, their fans were as well. But it's interesting seeing some of the fans just like straight up be like pissed, not fake Skip Bayless, Dak Jersey trash can pissed but like legit really frustrated with the coaching staff and with the draft the way they've drafted the past couple of years because Al I mean Allen is legit now stylistically different than Burrow but we've spent so much time talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes that maybe the real thing is Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow right yeah you know and it, and it's weird and it's like well what happened not having Von Miller hurt them, yes, it did, it does, but there's a credible argument that for them to take the next step, man, they they need they need some growth and development out of Allen where it's 
he's executing the offense and not just relying on size and tough running, you know, by him um, or just rocking arm and stuff in. I mean, it's they need to to refine and develop their offense and him. I mean, he's tremendous. I like, dude. If I had that, like, if somebody said, "All right, well, the Bills are going to trade him. You want him?" I'd be like, "Hell yeah! Are you are you kidding? Absolutely!" You know, on the whole, I love the fit. I love the fit. Right. I, love, I, I love Josh Allen and Buffalo. I think it's a great fit. But maybe it was the weight of expectations, but those fans almost seemed to be in shock at that game. But there's definitely a, a rising tide of anger, which is weird. I mean, I don't blame them for being upset. But yeah, the ang- like the being just completely and totally just angry with the team i can i get disappointment Look, i get being upset but it's just the idea and, and i mean i've had these moments in the past but it's just like what? with the 49ers you but never but um it, it's it's just it's one of those things where okay this is our year which everybody when this when they the season starts every fan of every team just like this is it i feel something special about this year mm-hmm. we're gonna do something this year well, where the Bills, it felt like they were, when the season started, it felt like they were on like a revenge tour. Like they were just yeah. ready to right all the wrongs from the previous season because considering what happened in the playoffs against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, as obviously as the season wore on, we saw chinks in the armor, but they always seemed to bounce back. And and like we saw with the, the Hamlin game when the Cincinnati just seemed like they were peaking at the right time and that they were really starting to hit their stride and looking like that team from last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, and then of course now what the league did with them with, you know, the coin flip and yeah, like you said, they had to start pre, you know, pre-sale on the tickets because you have to be prepared. Correct. But that just gave Cincinnati even more fuel. They played pissed off. They played angry. And I think that's going to continue in the next week. Yes, this or this weekend, I should say. No, but it's I mean, just they absolutely feel like they're a, they're a world against us team. And the type of and the type of team you can get behind because they're yeah. it's not like they're a bunch of thugs or assholes. They're these are all likable, very charismatic players who you can get behind and really root for. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I don't have anything against Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? I, I was happy when they when they won that ring. I thought that was great. There's a couple of franchises that, if they if they if they get good, as the kids say, right? If, if they get good, man, and they find a way to get a ring, like it would just be like, wow, Cincinnati finishing and have like that would be like a wow kind of thing, yeah. right? It just would be. And Burrow, again, we spent so much time talking about Allen and Mahomes that. We all need to open our eyes to what Cincy and Burrow are, what what this team has accomplished, and what Burrow is doing. You know, five and one playoff record, by the way. All other Bengals, all time, all time are five and fourteen. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's crazy. Bengals, by the way, are eleven and zero when they score first this season. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I, I think, and I think another reason they're probably playing 
you know, pissed off to a degree is thinking about the, the people that wrote them off at the beginning of the season because yes. they just had that slump. Well, they had, they had a slow start. I'd totally yeah. forgotten. I think uh, Burrow had an appendectomy. I think if I remember, I'd have to double check. But, he, you know, they, yeah, they had a slow start. People are like, oh, well, Super Bowl hangover. I mean, I thought the same thing. You know, I'm guilty of it. The real Super Bowl hangover is the Rams, let's be honest. (laughs) Well, I I think the Rams had the worst record of a defending Super Bowl champ ever. So, not hot there. Mm. Uh, By the way, uh, Joe Mixon, all right, he eclipsed 100 uh, 100 rushing yards in that game. He joins two other Bengals. I'll give you the more recent guy. Cedric Benson, 09. There's one wow. more as the only uh, as the only Bengal with 100 plus rush yards in a playoff game. All right, so there's two that come to mind. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with the potential of Icky Woods. It's Icky Woods two times. Nice. 88. Uh huh. Because because the other one was his teammate James Brooks. That's the only other two I could think yeah. of that were actually decent running backs. Incidentally, I would love it if Mixon scored and did the Icky shuffle. That would be phenomenal. The other thing that, Mark, this is really for you. The other thing that I think would be really fantastic as LeBron closes in on the scoring record, there's a part of me that really hopes he's aware of when he's at the point that he needs the shot to break the record. And I hope like hell he does a skyhook <laughs> as, a, as a Kareem tribute. Wouldn't that be sweet, dude? Yeah, it would be. Like, I don't know. Are there prop bets on what it'll be? Like it's a dunk or it's a free throw or it's a. There has to be. Right? There should, there should be. <laughs> uh, if there's a prop bet out there that it's a sky hook, I would, I would throw, I would throw some money down. Just, I don't know. I don't bet, but I would do that just for good measure, just for fun. I hope, I hope he sky hooks that, man. And just a little love to Kareem. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, it would be. Bills, by the way, had 63 rushing yards in this game, the fewest mm. in any game over the past two seasons. It was gross. And some of that was, is, is they got down, and they couldn't run for shit. But the Bills got some homework, man, right? Cook, Singletary, they're, they're not the answer. But rushing the football is also in part attitude. And one of the things that the Bengals did, clearly, uh, is they dominated the trenches, man. Look, I know Buffalo didn't have Von Miller. Man, I get that. But it's more than that, right? This was, yeah. a, this was an attitude game, and the Bengals mm-hmm. brought it, and the, and the Bills just looked gas. <clears throat> you know what's weird about it is you go, all right, it's in Buffalo. It's snowing, right? Oh, Buffalo! Buffalo's going to be good. And it almost felt like it was, a, it was a game where you had an outdoor team in the Bengals, and it's like the Bills would have been better in a dome. Yeah. Like, like, what the hell? What was that? <clears throat> what was that? It was so I mean, weird, man. Well, it, it didn't help that obviously both teams are snow teams because the, the Bengals know what it's like to play in the snow. So it's not that it, it wasn't really much of a it wasn't much of a disadvantage to them. Now, obviously, no. if it was say maybe Kansas City or the Chargers or somebody like that going to Buffalo in that mm-hmm. type in a snow, yeah, you can might like, can be able to chalk it up a little bit, but. Maybe. With Cincinnati, not so much. No, and they just—they looked like they were just in control. Oh, in control. They were just in control of that game, man. They're on a mission. You know, load load management, bro. Thirst traps on TikTok. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. So, so no credit to the Bengals. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed with Buffalo, but it it if nothing else. It feels like they ran out of gas, 
but you have some clear indicators for what they need to focus on. And their lines and their run game are are really critical. And Shannon, you're right, and I agree with you. I think they miss Dable in Buffalo. And it it might be one of those things, and it's not meant to fall guy scapegoat people, but they might need a different OC in there. Because I, I think Josh Allen is incredible, but th- they have to flesh this off out offense out more than just all right man can you go play play some hero ball bro you know it's got to be more than that it you know and some of that's on him some of it's on the team some of it's on the talent some of it's on the oc some of it's on the scheme all right it's not just one thing but that's another team that just looked like they they just got out out manned out classed out coached out played out hustled out everything they got out physical for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh no doubt. You know what's but, weird about that is is uh, there were moments <laughs> in that game. I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, Cincinnati looks gigantic. Now look, we've talked about this before. Football players are big men, right? They're big dudes. And if you've never been on a, a like, if you've only been like upper bowl, right? If 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 you get the chance, if you can have a field pass. Or you can sit lower bowl where you can legit see how big some of these people are. You'll be like, damn, dude. Or if you go to like a meet and greet and you go walk up to an offensive lineman, you'll be like, son of a bitch, it's a big-ass man. I'm I mean, telling you, I saw J.J. Watt, his rookie season yeah. in person, and he dwarfed, no pun intended, Mark, he dwarfed the Indianapolis offensive line. He was a man amongst boys. Yeah, I mean, th- those are some big dudes. But – Buffalo looked small. <clears throat> they looked small against since he's Yeah, run. they came up small too. Well, that this is also true, but it's just funny because like their defensive, like they didn't live up to their defensive rankings. Like none of these things, it was all out the window, you know. And again, maybe some of it's just being out of gas, you know. Maybe, but I, I think you know, take the warning flags for what they are. You're in. Obviously, the AFC is going to be hyper competitive with Mahomes. With Burrow, with Allen, maybe with Herbert. I mean, it's the Chargers, so they'll probably find a way to charge that up. But, you know, there, there's a lot of quarterback riches, young quarterback riches in the AFC. Right? It's going to be tough sledding. Mm-hmm. And the way that the Bills are built right now, <clears throat> it's not going to get it done. It's just not. Uh, at this point, it's, t- it's time to t- obviously win now mode and really kind of retool in the offseason and. Y- Fill in the the missing pieces that that obviously they need. Yeah, I mean, and I think, and I know it's we're not. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Allen is athletic enough that if you bring a guy in like Greg Roman to run the offense for the Bills, that's he might not be a bad fit. That could be interesting. That I'd be worried about the the pass game development under Roman, right? But if I, if, if you want attitude. And running the fucking ball? Yeah. Greg Roman will get him running the damn ball. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Mark, you know who would be fascinating in Buffalo? Your man, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he would be. I'm not, oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm not saying I want him to leave the Giants and go to the Bills. I'm not saying that. But I am no, saying I get, I get that. Like, that dude could be really, really interesting on that yeah. kind of team. I mean, catching passes out of the backfield, mm-hmm. getting a full head of st- yeah, that would be mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily resolve their running game dilemma. No, but uh, he would be uber valuable. 
You know, or a guy like Pollard. Ooh, if he gets away from Dallas. Ooh, ooh Pollard up there. Oh yeah, buddy, that could be super fascinating. So, but look, at, you know, at credit and kudos to the Bengals. They earned it. They worked their asses off. They were salt. They were salty as fuck. And they they went out and they delivered, man. They delivered against Baltimore. That was rough and tumble. They delivered against Buffalo, and they're not intimidated by it, nor are they worried about going to Burrowhead and playing the Chiefs, man. They're going to roll up there. They're going to make the Chiefs earn that shit. Yes, they are. Straight up. Straight I mean, up. 3-0 against the Chiefs their past three games. So, yep. yeah, they're yeah. ready. They're, they're going for their fourth. Um, and we talked. We already talked a lot about the 49ers and the Cowboys. Uh, I, I will say a couple of things real quick. <laughs> and actually, I pulled a soundbite. I pulled a soundbite for this game. Let me make sure. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are going to remember it. I was watching a little. Uh, I was watching some of the highlights on the NFL Network, and I was like, "Oh, this is great on the app." When it didn't time me out, maybe law back in the Verizon fifty fucking times, uh, <laughs> which is my my major grievance with the NFL app is that I have to log back into my my Verizon account. I've got Verizon files, man. And every time it feels like every time I watch a football game on it, I have to sign back into Fios. It's not Fios's fault; it's the app, man. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Mark, you and I have talked about this. That app, may, like, I feel like I have to re-authenticate yeah. every time I watch a game. I feel like I have to authenticate, and it's just super irritating. But anyway, they had like recaps of the divisional games, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this." And then I was like scrolling through. I'm not gonna do NFL Plus. I'm not. I'm not doing that. But um, they had like. They had this one segment. It was about 35 minutes, and I started watching it, and it was like they, it's all the named plays. So the fail Mary, and there's some plays I like I barely remembered, and there were plays before my time, uh, before our time, other than Grandpa Mark. Oh, happy birthday, Mark. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Grandpa Mark. Ha- happy birthday, Grandpa. Um, Salute. Wel- welcome to Club 40. Yeah, so buddy. Tomorrow, thank you, thank you. Tomorrow, your neck will randomly hurt, or your back, or something. Your knee, your butt, your nut. Some random part of you will just will hurt. <laughs> Let, let's not hope you're not. Wait right? for it. <laughs> oh, Shannon, I'm gonna guess that. Uh, <laughs> you gonna, know what, Shannon? You're right. I'm gonna it's go. Time. I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say, Shannon wants. You said balls that <laughs> i think there was another thing that since d stat has uh, joined the club officially that i think uh, he needs oh, oh well i'm in the wrong playlist um, <laughs> you want some go, 50 cent go, go, in the club go, what do you want a uh, little uh, little quote you know about you know being a certain age you know <laughs> he has joined the club officially so well, say the quote, because I don't know what you're referencing. That he's a man, he's 40, you know. Oh, 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 all right. Thank you, dear God. <laughs> oh, yes. How the hell did you guys think about that? I don't know. I was thinking about a song, not a soundbite. No. Come after was... me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Don't worry, Mark. We will, because you're a 40-year-old cunt. Great. <laughs> oh, no. Come after that. me. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> oh, I should have sent you my shirt, dude. I've got a shirt that says, I'm a man, I'm 40. <laughs> mm, that is fantastic. You should. Maybe if Justin still has the uh, Mark uh, guy from a few years ago Which where one? we took the picture. 
where we were all at your house except for Mark and you had like oh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, straw yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used the boxes. We made the yeah, boxes. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Fat, fat Seahorn jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I still have Fat Seahorn. That still yes. exists. That still exists. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hundred percent. Oh, oh. I, I, what? I, I can't believe Mark caught up to us. He Benjamin buttoned the wrong way. <laughs> I did, unfortunately. He Benjamin <laughs> buttoned the wrong way. <laughs> reverse I like reverse button. The, the reverse button. Yeah, there we go. That's pretty good. Oh, my God. Who the hell Oh, thanks. We, we care, Peter Griffin. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Damn. <laughs> Who the hell cares? We do. <laughs> That's all right. Um. So, happy birthday, Grandpa. Welcome to the 40 Club. Mike, you, Mike Gundy approves. Mike Gundy approves this message. There you go. And uh, he yeah, does. I, we, I appreciate that. Yeah, we we should have sent you the shirt. That that would have been <clears throat> that would have been appropriate mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yep. well, so, sorry, we we whiffed on that one, but that's all right. You know, thanks for not holding that against us. Uh, I try. <laughs> here, let me flip back to what I was looking for. That none of this is it. I'm gonna have to get back to my word doc. Uh, all right, forty dollars, forty dollars. Oh. You know, and another thing, I forgot to do this, unless I've forgotten that we actually did it, and I didn't forget, but I've forgotten that I forgot. You know what I'm saying? So I'll raise a glass real quick uh, to Penny and Randy for their 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, thank that, you. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> what, did y'all go out to dinner tonight? Yeah, we just, this did something, we, just, we did something, you know, relatively easy, went to Mexican. Obviously, you can't go wrong with Mexican, but I think what we're going to do is... Uh, Enjoy the weekend, and then we're just kind of try to mash. Like since Valentine's Day is not too far off, You're just, just trying to mash. mash. The two, what mash? Well, of course, <laughs> there that you too. Go. But uh, just mash there like the anniversary and Valentine's Day together. That sort of thing, kind of just you know double dip in that respect. Yeah, you're, you trying, are. you're trying to mash and double dip. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, buddy. hey, what can I, what can I say, man? Tower roll. Great ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could not fit one more thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wendy! <laughs> That's such a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, it, 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 it probably is. I'd be I, dead. You know, I'm on the couch. Hey, man. Did it all for the Wookiee. You know what I'm saying? That's right. There you it. go. <laughs> It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> and you know what, Randy? Oh. If you go too soon, you can just always shake it off, bro. <laughs> really, bro? I'm just like... Well, if he's mashing and double dipping, he's got to shake it off, doesn't he? Yeah, very true. But, I do. You know, I, I, either way, he's going to let it go. Well, I mean, so. look... Seriously, depending on how we're talking about load management, hey, I'm just just saying, you know, be be careful there, bro, with that load management because, you know, it might work for Cher, but I don't know if it works for you. And yes, be glad your wife doesn't listen to all, all our bullshit and all our nonsense. Uh, I know, right? All our wives. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> yeah. No, m- mine hears us. <laughs> mine will text me and be like, really? <laughs> 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 and I, I really want to play this soundbite for her when I wake her up. Do I look 
But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would not. I would. She would. She would not find that as funny as we just did. But I would laugh. But if I if I played that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd be in trouble. <laughs> She'd be like, Arnold, take it back. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> but I Justin, could... why are you sleeping on the couch? Oh, that's why. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, you know. Sit down and I'll tell you a story. Sit down, kiddos, and I'll tell you a story. Well, at least... <laughs> Don't worry, I'd get back in good graces. I know how to do it. <laughs> Uh, we've all been there and know how to do that. So. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, what a disastrous segment. I'm so glad. As always. Off the rails, yeah. bro. Well, so wait, wait, wait. How do y'all fix that problem? Fuck them. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but... <laughs> This guy did it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, mashing and double dipping, that'll do it. T- taters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, my God. Uh, okay. What, I ha- what is this, the couch segment? This this segment brought yeah, to you this, by the couch? This segment brought to you by your couch. Yeah, that's, a, that's about right. <laughs> um, incidentally, uh, a side note, uh, Robbie Gold has never missed a field goal or an extra point in the playoffs. Oh, dude, what are you doing? I was like, he, he's I was trying like, to jinx him. him. No, no. He's jinxing him. Neither is Elliot. That's the, true. The Eagles get neither one of them. Oh. How crazy oh. is that? Both teams. Wait. Both teams. Neither kicker. Now, now, Brett Meyer has missed enough for everybody under the sun. All right. He's oh, like, don't worry, guys. I'll oh, take the bullets oh, for everybody. <laughs> this was the point of the story. I, was, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I was talking about the NFL Network and, and the named plays, right? And uh, so I like the pregame shenanigans where Brett Maher is out there trying to warm up and the 49ers are getting in his way. Trent Williams is out there like, whatever, dude. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And then they had in that. And of course, this happens. Right. So in the second quarter, Cowboys convert a fourth and one. They get inside. uh, They're inside the 20. And it's like, yeah, they could have kicked, but nah. Uh, But anyway, that's the Dalton Schultz touchdown. So Brett Maher goes out there for the extra point. And yeah, the 49ers block it, but that kick, no, bro. That there's no that, that kick was not going in. And so I was like, I know the perfect soundbite, right? And I had totally forgotten about this play until I was watching until I was watching this like named plays things on, on the NFL network. Oh, let me boy. let me go to it. And I would imagine you guys will remember this when you hear it. I think. But this is dedicated to Brett Maher. And he missed no! It. He missed the extra point wide right. Oh my God! How could he do that? <laughs> Does anybody remember <laughs> what? It, it, is that the one where they like ran? It, it was in Jacksonville, yes! Minnesota. No, the Saints. Saints, Jacksonville Saints, yes! where they got the freaking. 80-yard, crazy, backward uh-huh. touchdown laterals, and the, they missed the extra point to send it to over. That was the River City Relay. Yeah, River City Relay. Here's the, here's the, here's the play call. Outs to the left, one to the right. From the shotgun, Brooks pumps, throws down the near sideline to Stallworth, and Stallworth tries to get away from some people and does to the 
38-yard line. He needs a block. He needs a couple. There, they're going to lateral the ball to Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis tries to stay alive. He'll lateral it to Deuce. Deuce needing help. He laterals across the field. By the way, what a great Deuce McAllister. What a name. Harbaugh yes. still ships his pants. Oh, whoop. How did that go to that? <laughs> Hold on. No! People and does to the... 38-yard line, he needs a block. He needs a couple, there. they're gonna lateral the ball to Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis tries to stay alive. He'll lateral it to Deuce. Deuce needing help. He laterals across the field, and the Saints are gonna take it in with Payton. If this is legal, they've no. done it. No, uh-uh. Jerome Payton <laughs> diving into the end zone. I mean, you can't tell me that I just witnessed what I just saw take place. And here it comes. They go for the extra point, dude. They go for the extra point. Of incredible plays along the line for the Saints to stay alive, pending the extra point by John Carney. And he missed. No! It. <laughs> he missed the extra point wide and right. That's when the extra oh point was like a twenty-yard field How goal. could he do that? <laughs> It wasn't the 33-yard variety. No. It was the and, on, and on top of John Carney, he wasn't a bad kicker, so no. that's even more strange. No. Yeah. Oh my God! That watch that play. Watch that play to contrast, like them having the laterals and all this other stuff going on to get that touchdown, and then to blow the extra point. You're like, oh my God, dude, this is unreal. Like you. Oh. And I remember watching that. Uh, I was at a. I had. I would have to think of Buffalo Wild Wings at that point. Mm. And you're just like, how? 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 Yeah. Oh my God! Incredible. Anyway, that was the Brett Maher dedication. So yeah, but yeah, but neither kicker has missed a field goal or an extra point in the playoffs. So of course we've just now jinxed them, and they but, they they will shank apotamus all kinds of things. We'll get a double doink. It's just and when they do it. They'll do it live. They'll, yes, they'll do it live. So um, we've talked a lot about this game and particularly the end of the game. So really, uh, we need to make our, our picks for the uh, for the championship games. But, you know, here's what I will say. Uh, I, I appreciate that the 49ers were committed to the run, that they stuck with it, that they were true to themselves. And as the game wore on, that – you know, them doing that stuff, you know, it pays off. The trenches, the lines, the defense, the run game, Kittle, not turning the ball over, which was obviously gigantically critical. You know, th that Dallas did not roll over. Dallas <clears throat> made San Francisco earn that win. Uh, fun factoid, by the way, fifth time this season the 49ers have had two picks and a half. All right, it's tied with one other team for the most in the NFL. Anybody know the other team? For this Philly? season? Yes, Philly? this season. Not Philly. Good guess. Not Philly. Kansas City. Again, fifth time this season the 49ers have had two picks in a half. Hmm. The Packers. Hmm. And I, I like I wouldn't have guessed that either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, all right, cool, man." So, I, I will say, man, um, that catch by Kittle when I think it was the third quarter. Yeah, and that was huge. Dude, and that's what she said. Woo! Purdy rolls out, man. Uh, he throws that to Kittle. Kittle with that just st stretches his hand out to get it, bounces off his <laughs> hand, bounces off his face mask, and he finally brings it in for the big game, the first down. Uh, 
first of all, it's an incredible catch. Second of all, I don't know how the Dallas defender whiffed on that. He could oh have, he could have blown up Kittle. He could have at least blown up the play. But they were out there looking like the DB from the Minneapolis Miracle <laughs> debacle. So I, I've watched, obviously, you know, all week that plays come up uh, on replays and stuff. And watching it, if you pay attention, Kittle literally ducks his shoulder and turns his body in so that Diggs misses the hit. Like he had enough awareness to know that he had to tuck his body in turn just to, just right to get missed on that hit. No, I mean, it's crazy how much body control he had. It on was that. it was a it was an incredible play and finished by Kittle. But I mean that you know the Dallas defense. I mean that he, they misplayed it. Yeah, they misplayed it. So um, that but, that was the spark that team needed too. Yeah. That once he'd made that mm-hmm. catch. Like that offense just came to life, and they started pounding the ball even more. Yeah, uh, that was the thirty-sixth Forty ers playoff win, tied for the second most in NFL history. Also, their twelfth straight win. Now, Randy will probably know this, but their last loss was Week Seven versus Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Fun factoid: The Forty ers if they win. Or are tied in the turnover battle, they are undefeated. They have not lost this season. Pretty critical. As far as Dallas, Mike McCarthy, he is now 0 4 in the playoffs versus the 49ers. And as somebody that rooted for the Packers, I lived through several of those. So suck that L, Dallas fans. <laughs> Yep. Clearly, what we Dallas needs to do is just avoid the 49ers in the playoffs altogether if they actually want to do it. Yeah, well, look, Dallas just needs to play Green Bay. Both of them need to avoid the 49ers. (laughs) So it's pretty wild. But I mean, look, look, credit uh, Dallas, I thought, gave them a. It wasn't a pretty game. Um, Dallas had opportunities. I think they did squander some of those, but some of that is because of, of what the 49ers did, right? It's not like the 49ers had it and they gave it away. I don't, I don't know that I quite agree with Whitfield's assessment, um, but I, you know, Dallas had opportunities and they could have won that game. Losing Pollard was really brutal because he's an explosive player. That hurt them quite a bit. But that early interception that Dak threw, that was just a terrible throw. It was a great read by the defender, but that was a terrible throw by Dak. You know, the 49ers got a little lucky on that one that bounced off a of ward and then went to, was it Warner that ended up getting that pick? Yeah. You know, but I mean, that that's how football is, man. You know, uh, but Dallas had opportunity. And then they finished with yakety sacks. I mean, it's just I, the 49ers pulled away from them, pulled away from them late. Uh, but Dallas, Dallas had opportunity and could not deliver. The 49ers had opportunity, and they put that game away. So I believe San Francisco earned the win by finishing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. there was a couple plays where they could have ended it sooner. Uh, obviously, uh, Dre Greenlaw pretty much dropped an easy pick six because they were – Yes. Of how close they were. But then Armstead – on that one play where he was probably think he even, he made the comment. He's like stupid roughing the passer penalties. I should have just hit him where he just literally shoved Dak in the end zone, where mm-hmm. if he had actually hit him and dropped him, it would have been a safety Yeah, and that would have ended it. So it's like, it's one of those things where, yeah, the defense just said, you know what? Fuck this. We got to finish it now. And that's what they did. Um, that's, that was my biggest takeaway from the game for both mm-hmm. teams is 
both defenses showed up to play. It really boiled down to who made the fewest mistakes. And that's really what we expect out of playoff football, who yeah. makes the fewest mistakes. And if you, you make, if you have good ball control, you don't turn it over, you're going to win. That's, that's, that's playoff or, football one on one. Or you're going to put yourself in position to win. Yeah. You know, you still, you still have to execute. You still got to get it done. But look, we know about ball control here at the Sports Brew. You said balls. I mean, Whitfield load managed himself out of the first segment. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what do you want? He let it go, bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as usual, you know, somebody has to come up short. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Peter. I apologize. That was inappropriate. No, I, I still, I always laugh at that, uh, that meme. I don't know if this was actually true, but where they, they had the meme and they said it was the Game of Thrones calendar and Peter Dinklage was February, and he's like, "Oh, I'm the shortest month, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I always think that's really funny. <laughs> uh, inside, if that was an inside joke. It would have been hilarious if they had done that. Anyway, let's go ahead and call our shots and get the hell out of here. Um, so we've got Forty Honors, Forty Honors at Philadelphia. Randy, I know what you want to happen, so are, are you just sticking with fandom? I mean, I'm always going to stick with fandom regardless just because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's my team. I, I kind of have to. do it. Um, but, uh, you know, just looking at the teams, looking at really <laughs> both teams are pretty well balanced. It's just going to really depend on the Niners' defense and shutting down Hurts. But also, you know, can is Purdy going to still – is Purdy going to make that first big mistake, or is he going to kind of still keep things clean? I mean, those are the real big things they have to do to, to have a shot at winning. Now, clearly we know they could run the football potentially on them because we saw what the Giants were able to do with Saquon. Uh, and obviously with the 49ers defense, it's keeping the running backs in control. And we saw that with Dallas, where it was like, I think it was Zeke had less than three yards of carry. And before Pollard got hurt, he was under four yards of carry. So that's that's pretty big. Yeah, but some, uh, of, some of Pollard's big value is in the pass game. Right. That's the thing with him. So, but overall, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not going to say it's, it's going to go overtime, but I do think <laughs> it's going to be, uh, I'll even go point-wise, I'm going to say it's going to be like 24 to 21 San Francisco. All right. Mark, what you got, bro? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go 49ers. Um, I, I'm yeah, expecting a couple of great games this weekend, uh, but I'm going to take the 49ers and in, in a, in a, a nice shootout. I'll say uh, Niners uh, 31, Eagles 30. Ooh, all right. You're going. I'm sure that, that would hit the over, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Uh, what, what is what is that? I just had a curiosity. Have you looked at the line? What's the uh... – I, I saw I saw it earlier, like, that the over-under is 46, and it's that was, last time I saw it was, like, two and a half, like negative two and a half in favor of uh, the Eagles. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the over-under was somewhere in the mid to upper 40s, so – yeah, 40, yeah. 40, 46 and a half for yeah. the Eagles Niners game, 48 for the Bengals Chiefs game. Uh, and yeah, right now I see uh, two and a half uh, point favorites for the Eagles and one point favorite for the Chiefs. What, for the Chiefs? I thought that had moved where the Bengals were favored now. It's, it's gone it's, back it's, and it's forth. It's, it, it keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Oh. It's, and it's going to keep on going back and forth. Yeah. Is Do you think that's moving just because of the money? Uh, money and speculation on Mahomes. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All right, so you're taking the 49ers. Randy's taking the 49ers. Shannon, what you got? 
Uh, I like the under in this game. I, I think both defenses are going to come to play. Uh, if we're talking cold weather in January, Philly, I understand. San Francisco has to understand, like, you cannot let Philadelphia – like, Philadelphia just likes to jump on top of you and just, just stay there. If you've noticed, like, a lot of their games, like, they'll hit, like, two or three quick touchdowns and just, like – it's like they just pin you down. Well, they get they get up on you and then they grind. Yeah. Ain't going to be – Ain't gonna be no R. Kelly bump and grind on this one. <laughs> um, and yeah, the the joke writes itself. But I don't know. I I, lo- <laughs> I, I kind of like a 2017-23-20 game. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna roll San Fran, man. Uh, Philly, I think has the better offense, but that defense is special. And that defense, that running game, the acquisition of McCaffrey midseason. Did you say yakquisition? I mean, it fits. I, I know that's why yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if he actually said that or if that's was just what I, I kind of thought. That's what he said too. And so I, you're not alone. Yeah, and and then I was going to steal that. And I'm going to. I say am that. drunk, so you know, either way, it works. Well, that's true. All right, <laughs> that's we're, what she we're, said. Gonna, we're gonna go with yakquisition. I think that's yakquisition. The yakquisition. I think that's. I think that's legit. So I'm going to say San Francisco. Legit. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to get round three of San Francisco-Cincinnati. All right. So you are you are taking the Bengals is what I'm hearing. Correct. All right. I'm taking them in survival as well. Ooh, I would, but I can't. I've already taken – I took them against Baltimore. I took Buffalo first week, so I'm good to go. Yeah, I, I took Cincy and then I took <clears throat> Kansas City, so I have to take – I have to pick between – the 49ers and the Eagles. I'm like, son of a bitch. Because I, I don't think it's going to reset for the Super Bowl. That's tough in Survivor, man. It It's it's tough. Yeah. Maybe you just take the or. Take the tie. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so you're taking the Bengals. Uh, Mark, what you got? Yeah, uh, another great game. And uh, I won't be too mad at either team winning here. I, I really, right. Eagles are the only team that I wouldn't want to see in the Super Bowl. But it's one of those where I feel like, you know, Chiefs have had their opportunities. Uh, so I'm both rooting for and picking the Bengals. Uh, another close game. Uh, like I said earlier, would not remotely want to bet on either game or or, or really strongly pick either game. So, like, I guarantee this is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm riding the hot hand of Burrow. And uh, I'm going to say they, they, they win maybe a little bigger margin here. I'll say I'll say 27 uh, 24 Bengals here. All right, fair. Randy, what you got? Well, obviously, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Kansas City. So what? Obviously, my rooting interests are definitely going to be with Cincinnati. But also, I'm looking at I'm, and, I, and I'm looking at the hot team right now. And Cincinnati's just they're they're uh, they're just everything's going everything's going their way. They they've got such a full head of steam going right now. It's really hard to see them. You know they're not intimidated. The game doesn't feel too big for them because you know they're in the Super Bowl last year. So it's one of those things where you just have to think about that hunger that they're exhibiting right now. Um, and if Mahomes was 100% healthy, I would probably have the score a little bit closer. But I'm actually going to go Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's going to be 38-28. Damn. 
Damn. All right. Look at that. All right. So <laughs> I don't know about score predictions, but I will say I don't have a rooting interest with the Chiefs and the Bengals. But I certainly do believe that the Bengals are primed to go to Burrowhead or Arrowhead and get the job done. Do I believe some of that is rooted in Mahomes' injury? Yeah. Well, here's the reality. They've beaten him three straight times when Mahomes wasn't hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So this feels like a very big prove it game for Kansas City. And look, the Andy Reid Bowl is fascinating if that would indeed happen. Uh, I'm not very confident right now in the Chiefs. It's not because I think they, you know, can't win, but I am concerned about his ankle, and I do think the the Bengals are in their heads. They won't say that, but much like the Chiefs are in other people's heads, I think the Bengals are in theirs. Not necessarily Andy Reid. Andy Reid, no, he's fine. But to beat them three times, to be, to go toe to toe with them. And know that you can can take them down and kick them out of the playoffs. Cincinnati's not intimidated. What I am curious about is how they go after Mahomes. Are they more assertive? Are they more aggressive than usual? You know, because that that DC has really done an incredible job the past couple of years. And yeah, Cincinnati had a slow start to the season, but their win streak is is ridiculous you know actually a lot of these teams have pretty fat winning streaks coming yeah. in which is wild <laughs> i think the chiefs by the way are 11 and 1 since week 7 uh their only loss uh-huh the bengal's in week 13 27 24 yeah. yeah so i i don't know how healthy mahomes is you can't trust whatever they say whatever they report but it is going to impact him moving around it is going to impact his improvisation skills, extending plays, and creating those moments. And those things are, are part of what makes Mahomes so special. Yes, he has arm talent. Yes, he throws from funky angles. Yes, he does jump passes off his left or his right foot. But if he is struggling to make handoffs, right, it's just going to be too – because, look, they're going to be bodies flying. They're going to get hats on him, man. Yeah, They're going to tag him up. And uh, if they can, then maybe he goes – maybe they they are very, very aggressive and do a lot of quick release stuff so he gets the ball the hell out of his hands. And that's fine, but it still changes the nature of how he tends to play and what some of our favorite moments are when he plays. So Chiefs can win, but I like the Bengals here. Um, I certainly wouldn't anticipate a blowout in any direction, but I could certainly see where – it might get away from Kansas City late, you know, because of a turnover or aggressiveness or whatever. So I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, I'm not writing off. I'm not writing off the Chiefs. Maybe Mahomes surprises us and looks a lot better and uh, does, you know, is healthier than we think he should or would or could be with that high ankle sprain. I got to see it, though. I got to see it. And until I see it, I don't believe it. So I'm taking Cincinnati. As far as the 49ers and the Eagles, I think it's a great matchup. Uh, two tremendous defenses. But, you know, this year in spots, you've been able to run on Philly. I know they, they signed extra people and, you know, and Domike is, you know, they brought him in. I mean, 
they've spent some money and they've done some stop gaps and they've filled out the raw. Look, y'all still lost to the commanders. <laughs> you still lost to Washington. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of how I feel about the Chiefs losing to the Colts. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what? How the hell does y'all that lost, happen? Y'all lost the Indians. Well, right? But I think what that showed is that you take a t- physical defense who's going to punch you in the mouth. I mean, granted, yes, division opponents, so there is divi- that familiarity. But that that commander's defense can get after you. Well, and they, they've got some beef on the lines. Yeah. They, they also had some plays that broke their way. Um, and that's going to be huge in this game. I, I don't – if the Eagles get up on San Francisco, it's a huge test for Brock Purdy, right? Mm-hmm. He hasn't had to really go at a, an upper-level defense being down in this – I mean, it, it, it's all a bunch of firsts for him. Well, I mean, the Eagles really haven't faced much of any upper-tier defenses until now as well. No, I mean, so it, it it's – you know – it's on both sides of the coin here. Jalen Hurts, by the way, 25 passing touchdowns, 13, 13 rushing touchdowns. All right, 38 touchdowns this year, and that's factoring in him missing several games with six picks. Pretty damn good numbers. But when I was watching some of those highlights and watching the game last week, man, there were some moments where they got away with some funky snaps that were high, that he bobbled, and uh, one of them he recovered and he ran it in for a touchdown. I mean, it's just... Those mistakes against they got away with them against the Giants. I don't know that they get away with those against this 49ers defense. I think you know D'Amico's gonna have that that defense rolling and ready to go. I think this this stands this stands a chance to be one of those really great beat 'em up physical kind of games where that you know both teams pop off for some big plays, but they just it's just it's the chess match. And so I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I'm super excited about it. I, I've been riding the 49ers pretty strong for a while now. Uh, Brock Purdy, by the way, 7-0 as a starter, I believe. 21-1 and is trading for um, McCaffrey. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts' numbers, but Purdy's solid, man. 16 passing touchdowns, 4 rushing touchdowns, and 4 picks. That's a lot, you know, considering Mr. Irrelevant and all the stuff with that story. Done a great job. It's a great team. I will say I think that San Francisco was can be way more flexible with, you know, how they attack Philadelphia, and if they can run on Philly, and control that game, and go it hurts. I love their chances. I this to me either team can win. I mean I, I know that's a I, I don't want to use it as a cop out. Uh, I think you can make a real great argument for both of both either of these teams. So to me, whoever wins. <laughs> absolutely earns the dub. I'd be shocked if it was a blo- I would be shocked if it wasn't a one score ish game. Maybe that's, you know, three, six, seven, eight, you know, a touchdown and a two point conversion. It might get padded a little bit at the end with a turnover where it ends up being 10, but I would expect this to be uber competitive. There's a part of me that, and I'm going to tell you point blank. There's a part of me that really wants to take Philadelphia. Because I think the two teams are so, you know, the defenses are good. They have good wide receivers, good tight end. And you know what I mean? Like, these teams are very, very complete rosters. With that being said, I feel like Hertz is more advanced in his development, you know what I mean, than Brock Purdy is. And maybe this is one of the – it's a big stage. It's a big moment. Maybe it finally catches up with him. 
um, and that hurts shine. So there's a part of me that really wants to take the Eagles. Not that I'm rooting for them, but I just it feels like it's hurts. It, it it's a moment for him uh, to really put a stamp on the season, a stamp on being an MVP. Uh, individual and being able to get the W. So I really want to take Philly. I just don't know that I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm conflicted. So well, another interesting stat with the game is um, rookie quarterbacks in championship games. That's only happened three times. And in each of those, in those three times, all three have lost. So there is that against Purdy, but I know that, like I said, I, I know Shanahan will have him ready to go. I know that team is going to be ready to go. It's actually the fifth, not the third. Oh, I, I've, maybe it's just recent then. Yeah, um, well, it's third bank. So the fifth rookie quarterback to start in a conference championship game. Some of these guys, you'd guess, Big Ben lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship game in 04. Joe Flacco. Lost to the Steelers, 23-14. Of course, it was Ravens-Steelers. Um, <laughs> Mark Sanchez, they, oh. lost to, they lost to the Colts. All right? I was there at that game. Were you? Yep. How about that? The uh, there, There's one that I, I can't imagine any of y'all would guess this other guy. What year? 1999. Oh, 99. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 99. Well, it's either Tampa or it's 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 the Bucks. Bucks Rams. Was that Sean King? Look Sean at that King. Sean King. Mm-hmm. Look at Randy. How about that man? So he's the fifth. Okay, I but don't know yes. where I got three from, but I yeah. knew they. I know they're over. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. Not not a great track record. I don't. What's the story with that DL that got arrested, man? Has anything come of that? I, I haven't seen anything come out since you know seeing the Niners talk about how they're just getting gathering information on it. That's all I've seen. Well, you let the legal legal processes play out. I I don't know At, that. We'll see if that. I mean, he's rotational, but still. I mean, that's. that's I mean, who was doing pretty good in the in the postseason, but yeah, he. There's so many defensive linemen on that team that rotated and out that. It's possible that it's the next guy up mentality with that team. What did so, you say his name was? It's uh, Charles Amenahu. They drafted who? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I just wanted to play that sound bite. <laughs> I just wanted to play that. Oh, you got to <laughs> let that one roll, bro. Oh, you want it? All right, here you go. This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> Brock Purdy, boo, as all the Philly fans say. Um, so uh, yeah, that'll be me on draft. It might be. So at, at, again, I, yeah. And so anyway, I, I really want to take Philly, but I, I've been riding the 49ers for a while, man. So like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know that I can. But y'all, it sounds like y'all are all taking the 49ers. So I might just take Philly out of spite. Uh, you probably should, just so that there's no jinx. <clears throat> okay, all right. So for MacGuffin, for MacGuffin, I'm going to go ahead and take Philly to avoid the jinx, which now means that somebody already jinxed Robbie Gold. Um, Yeah, I jinxed the kickers, and I jinxed the squads. Yeah? Yeah, I did. So, Randy, you're welcome. Whatever happens in this game, I jinxed them, and so you're welcome. Leroy! 
Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's enough. That's good. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, it's, it it's three. It's it's time to roll. So we yeah. called our shots. And uh, it's good to hang out. Good to catch up. Mark, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Thank brother. You. Welcome yeah. to the Happy flight, anniversary, brother. Randy. Yeah. Thank you. Happy yes. An- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, bro. And uh, go mash it up and double dip, man. Just remember. <laughs> yeah. Just remember. Maybe be more Taylor and less Swift. Just pro tip. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and, and not just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oatmeal cream pies. Full circle. <laughs> All right. Hakuna. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> anyway, from all, from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. And here's to here's to two fantastic uh, conference championship games. Yes. Uh, every team has a credible reason for why they'll win. And uh, just, I, I, I hope, you know, just settle it on the field with a high quality, earn that win with a high quality game, and hopefully there's no refereeing stupidity. Oh, God. Oh, I, know? That, that would suck if that got, that, that happened. There you go. Well, Unless if it is, we'll talk about it next week. So, from all yep. of us to all of you, we are the Sports Brew, keywords of Sports and Brew. Enjoy the beer, enjoy the friends, enjoy the fun, enjoy the football. So, until next week, guys, as we like to say, good, good night. Good night now. Good night now. Good night now. See oh, the hard drives. I got to move these to the other drive so that I can play these sound bites now. Now that I've moved oh, them into Lord. a folder where they're actually accessible, <laughs> because you know that's the only problem with the recording, man. You know, I need. Yeah, thanks. That would play. There you go. Look at the Get a grocery bag. All right, that's our cue. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. All right, friends, go get some rest and. Good night now. Peace out, folks. Late. Late. Happy anniversary. <laughs> All right. Good night, man. <laughs> Later. Hi, right, guys. Later, brothers. All right. <laughs> Enjoy your birthday, Mark. <laughs> <laughs>